Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. Uh, excuse the audio quality for a second. I'm on some headphones. Um, basically, we're giving you a very special treat. Uh, we appeared, the Brunchers appeared, on Jake S. Weissman's Film Stuff's Live uh, last Thursday. And as an extra special 4th of July, belated 4th of July present... Uh, we got the episode for you here, so you get to listen to the whole interview. Um, if you want to watch us talk uh, on a very crammed full screen with a bunch of talking heads, you can go to Jelly Roll Chicago's YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, every fucking social media outlet, um, and you can watch it there. But you can also listen to it here on your drive, while you're working, doing whatever the fuck it is you people do. Uh, you can even find Jelly Roll Chicago on Venmo, so send them a few bucks. But anyways, this is boring. You gotta get to the show. So I'm gonna pass it off to the past, uh, to Jake, Jack, me, Katie Grotzinger, Taylor Taylor, uh, and we will see you later on. Live from the epicenter of independent cinema, it's Film Stuffs, with your host, Jake S. Weissman. Tonight's guest, the Bad Movie Brunch Gang, Katie, Taylor, and Luke. With me, the original Ed Wood, Jack Quint. Let's start the show. What's happening, film dorks? Welcome to Film Stuff's Live. I'm so excited about the show today. I wanted to do this show with Bad Movie Brunch because it's July 1st, which means it is Independence Day weekend, which means it's Southland Tales weekend. Bad Movie Branch had me on to talk about South uh, Southland Tales. Me and Katie talked about it for a very long time. I think uh, you can catch it on their channel. You can catch it here on Jelly Roll Chicago. Uh, we will be bringing them on in just a second. There is no news. Everyone's just pretending like everything is cool. Everything's cool. F9 made a lot of money. Good, cool. We're open. Everything's good. Uh, the, the real news for me is uh, if you're a fan of Rollo Fish, the Jelly Roll Jellyfish here, there will be a video, thank you, there will be a video uh, on the Herelius Art YouTube channel uh, showing how this beautiful fellow was made and uh, it will be up in the next couple of days, if not sooner. And then when you know how it's made, you'll say, man, I want one for myself. And we'll figure that and cross that bridge when we get there. The other fun uh, news, yeah, please, please, please check out Herelius Art on Instagram and YouTube. It's a wonderful, wonderful um, channel. <laughs> uh, uh, so that's that news. The other news is I have put scrapers on Vimeo for free. Uh, this is my response to all of our Amazon chats of the past couple, whatever I, you know, it's not free on, on Amazon anymore. And I wanted to be able to send it out and have people watch it. It's been out long enough. Go to Vimeo.com slash Jelly Roll Chicago. There's some other stuff, but if you want to watch scrapers in its entirety, you can stream it and uh, it's, it's totally free. So please go for that. And uh, I hope you enjoy the film. Jack. Oh, Jack. Here I am. How you doing, buddy? Uh, a little burnt out today. I played music for children for 
two solid hour, four hours, really. So my voice is a little bit shot right now. Was it a function or do you just have children come to your apartment for you to sing to them? Oh, God, no. no is it like no, a Pied Piper type situation? Ew, God, no. No. <laughs> no, I, I go to it. the pie store and I throw pies at children <laughs> and it's so much fun. Uh, no, I was do I have a good Anything doing... in New York, right? <laughs> it's a pop-up. <laughs> Uh, I, I have a gig playing music, uh, doing camp stuff for, uh, kids who are like anywhere from three to nine. The younger ones are great. The nine-year-olds are assholes, but you uh, know, you know, you and I have experience, uh, with drama camps and that age range. Oh and yeah. But we were 11 year old assholes, not nine year old assholes. That's true. But, uh, well, <laughs> that's an episode for another time. Drama camp. Can, can I just say, because I've known you for this long, I think it, it is worth saying I don't have friends. I have family. F9. Oh, oh, Dom. <laughs> Dom. Yes. Familia. Thank you. All right. That did not go as well as I had hoped. What I you can do I, I've in seen the, a Fast and Furious film. You've seen a Fast, but maybe not a Furious, or perhaps I think I saw Hobbs though. and Shaw down the line. Okay. That's a fun one, but it's, <laughs> it's not official canon. But, okay. But well, all right, I would I would say Fast Five is a good one, and also the one where they go to Germany and they go over the autobahn is well, so much fun. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about. We got to bring these guys on. We Jack. do, we and in the meantime, we'll sit here and talk about Fast and the Furious all fucking night. But okay, let's, uh... fine. Please subscribe to our channel. Go to jellyrollchicago.com and make sure that you are subscribed to watch us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. If you are subscribed to us on Facebook, you can know when we are doing the updates, when we have all of our shows, who is coming up on our shows, and when Jake does. Film Stuff's Light. You will be in the know for that. And we want to encourage you to subscribe on YouTube so that you can see the program in its full HD quality. This is going to be very important when we do our retrospective, our look yeah. back when we do Film Stuff's So Far. Uh, Jake, this episode is our 10th official interview episode. It's our 11th. Ele oh, it's the 11th one. Yeah, last week was our 10th. Oh. This is our 11th. Yeah, This is our 11th one. Crazy, and we've right? Had, uh, yeah, it is. And yeah. Plus the, the two uh, episodes we've done so far of film stuff so far. Lucky and, 13. And there's going to be another one on the way. Yeah, Lucky 13. So make yeah. sure that you are subscribed to us and while you're at it, please help the show. You can Venmo us at Jelly Roll Chicago. It is very important so that we can keep bringing you this great content, that we can keep having wonderful guests on, and that we we can afford our StreamYard uh, services who are housing us and who are making this available to us. So please give us some love. Thanks so much, Jack. Uh, so a little intro. We're going to get to know these guys. They're going to tell us more about them. We've had Lucas Guy Taylor on the show. He was our number one. He was our first. Our very first guest. And he came back. He said yes. He, he decided to come back, which was very kind of him. And we're going to have him on again solo. But uh, hopefully we'll have everyone on again solo. But this is, like I said it before, Bad Movie Brunch is, it's, um, it's just, I don't know how to describe this podcast other than it's my favorite podcast. They just... I can listen to them all the time. Uh, and there's always just amazing takes. There's some amazing takes on some amazing movies from amazing people. So uh, we have, in addition to Lucas Guy Taylor, we have Taylor Taylor and we have Katie Grotzinger, all three. We've never had four or five people on the show before, so this it's going to be first. a party. Uh, let's let's bring them on. Let's, let's bring them all on. Yeah. You want me to fuck off? Well, stay for a second, say hello, and then fuck off. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll bring you back on. Hi. Hey, Hi. everyone. 
Hello. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thanks for doing it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Jack. I appreciate you. We'll see you on the other side. All right. Now I'm going to go Bye, fuck Jack. off. <laughs> Bye, Jack. Bye. Bye, everyone. Have a good show. All right. Get the fuck out of here. Oh. Oh. Welcome. I like that better. It's nice. Um, is that bug? Yeah, yeah, I've got a cat yowling <laughs> in, the, in the background. We apologize. Our cats like to be the star. I understand. I I had some scratching underneath the door recently, just a second ago. Like I would like to come in now. I'm like, no, the jellyfish has your seat. Um, so tell me, when did this? When did Bad Movie Brunch start? Uh, so <clears throat> when me and Katie were going to DePaul for uh, our screenwriting MFAs, uh, we have masters degrees uh, uh yes yeah yeah <laughs> uh we we were like oh my god we have to do a podcast together we have to do a podcast together and uh that now nowadays that gets thrown around like you know like one night stands you know what i mean it's like everybody's got a <laughs> podcast together but when we made that pact uh it was still kind of like not every joe blow on the street had one so uh we talked about it and then when we were out here in la uh Katie was one of my roommates and we were like uh, still adamant about it. And by the time Tom Hush started doing no coast, um, Tom Hush. He, he was, yeah, he was super interested in, in helping us get started. And I was like, Katie, buy this mic and we can actually do it. I, I like that, <laughs> uh, that we just kind of went ahead and did it because it was that how you remember it, Katie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's uh, one of those things like, like a, I think a common joke is starting a bar together that, that it's like one of those like- You should, uh, you should totally buy a bar. Or, or yeah. start a band together. <laughs> Things that people say, but like never actually follow through on. Right. And the wonderful thing about Luke is that Luke actually follows through and um, he Always. made it happen. Absolutely. And he took on the reins of editing and uh, coordinating things. And I'm super grateful, especially because when we stopped being roommates and Luke went back to Chicago, there was a period of time where I just didn't have any friends in Los Angeles. I didn't know anybody. <laughs> I didn't have a social life. I just went to work and I just had two bosses and no other employees. It was like a very like lonely time in my life. And I so looked forward to these podcasts every week where I got to talk about something that A, made me feel good and B, with one of my best friends. And I was just like, oh, thank God that Luke followed through on this. It, it really was a saving grace for me during that time. And we've kept up with it ever since. And now we have the lovely Miss Taylor Taylor. Yeah. Say hi, Taylor. Hi. I we, we didn't let you talk this whole time. That's no, a, I'm, it, I'm I about was, to... The origin story beats me. Like that, it, I The show predates you by like, yeah. by like 90% of the episodes. But that's because, <laughs> but that's because, uh, you know, like uh, at first we were going to WGN and Tom was letting me record there and have Katie phone in. I didn't know how to edit or do anything like that. And then, well, like, I made my first appearance in Jingle All the Way. Yeah. At, and then this year, and then when we moved to LA, I would just got sick of Luke's takes, so I was like, "Let me <laughs> take some uh, more what was, initiative." Taylor, what was the take that pushed you over? Do you remember? I think it was just like all the. Uh, I think once I sat down and watched Cats with Luke, I was like, "Why am I watching these movies and not sharing my sure. opinion as well?" Because <laughs> mine's pretty funny. I think she was like, "Luke, you you really enjoyed We Are Your Friends a little too much." <laughs> I, 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 I gotta be honest. 
at some point, at some point, there's got to be a line. Is yeah. that Zach Efron, dude? I, oh, is I, it ever? It's fine. It's a. Everybody, <laughs> give it a break. I remember when it came out uh, because it was one of those like third week in August releases. When are we ever going to be the better theater. than this? <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor, when did you join? That just a couple of months ago, or or when you moved to LA? Officially, yeah, like. I think I officially joined in the summer of last year. But you did like years ago. I did jingle all the way. No, you did I'll be home for Christmas, didn't That's you? That's what I meant. Yeah, because you did because jingle all the way. Me and Katie did solo this year when yes. I was in Minnesota. You did I'll be years home for years Christmas ago. is Jonathan yeah. Taylor. Yeah, JTT. Yeah, and that was when we were still recording. Movie. At WGN, like we yeah. went, we had to go downtown for that, and Tom. That was, was fun. Care of us. I got a chance oh. to do that a couple of times. That was felt so professional for a podcast people weren't listening to. <laughs> but we do better now. But we do better now. Like I, we we actually have yeah. plays. And shout and out I, uh, Tom Hush, who was our second guest on this show. Yeah. Oh it yeah. Was New yeah. Far Hundred Boys. Tom was yeah. doing a lot of the heavy lifting for Bad Movie Brothers. We're the first, we're right? the Hillary Boys. These New Far Hundred Boys. <laughs> Always. <laughs> um, wonderful. So do you, I, I want to get to know you guys uh, in a sec. Well, oh, okay. How about right now? Taylor, uh, what's your, you're, uh, you're an actress. I'm an actor. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am an actor, um, a little bit of producer. Um, before I met Luke, I was only doing theater. I have a degree in acting and, um, I was basically a company member for Missouri, uh, Shakespeare festival. That was what I did outside of college. And I was really interested in that. And then I met Luke. Um, and then Luke's like, you want to be in my movie? And I was like, yeah, I guess I should do film. Everyone says that it's fun. And I did, we did a feature together. And then we moved to LA. I've been. Well, we did a short that you produced. Yeah. Like, because you were in that with Jake. I was in oh. a short that Jake wrote. I was in. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, we're blowing right through. I mean, the fact is, is that Luke wrote a feature and you carried the feature. Like. Yeah. You yeah, that, no, well, you did. Grant I mean, that's, did. Grant. No, I, I'm, I will Grant, be live I'm and just, on record no, for saying I, that that is. Grant is a wonderful pepper on a steak that is you and Arif. You guys are the steak. He is maybe some seasoning. It's great to watch Grant. You carry the film. I'm on record for saying well, that. And I, it's like, I, I get, well, the fact is, is I'm, uh, I don't, you know, talk about it too much, but it's like Dakota where when I watch you, I'm like, oh, I'm a big Taylor Taylor fan. Like I'm a big, oh. I really like watching you act. Get over it. <laughs> Get that Kanye stees on. Put it on. But yeah, so I um, <laughs> that. And so, what are you up to right be, now? Um, when I'm focused. Yeah, when I'm focused, <laughs> I um, I'm working on Katie with a wonderful. Um, Katie wrote this. K Katie, do you want to talk about it a little bit, or do you want to keep it under radar? Oh yeah, I'd love to talk about it. Well, Katie wrote this. I basically like every three months will be like, Katie, you incredible writer. We always have the same opinions. You should write something. And then I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, wait, that means I'd ha I have to. I don't do the Luke Taylor. I can't like follow through. I'm like the ideas man. Very funny. Hilarious. But <laughs> Definitely I, very funny. Very, very funny. But then I'm like, oh, we have to do this. Um, but 
Katie wrote this sweet little, it's like, um, Katie, well, Katie's always the synopsis person, but we forced that on. I know. <laughs> Summarize this for the audience and me. Cause I don't even remember it that well. Maybe <laughs> the worst part watch. of being a professional writer, as far as I'm concerned, not that I really know, but I just hate synopsizing so, so much. Mm -hmm. Well, well, it's a, it's a simple project. It's a, it's inspired by Neil Cicerega's, uh, haircut piece. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's a it's a musical choose your own adventure story That's fun. with simple little drawings. And I've uh he's an internetsman, so he's done everything. He's done Potter Puppet Pals, he's done mouth mm. sounds, he's brilliant. But this is my favorite thing of his and I really wanted to do something similar. I've wanted to for years. And uh, finally, it clicked watching um, Oliver and Company. We watched it on a on Bad Baby Brunch. And uh, I was like, I love the idea of stray animals, like, like an idea of a choose your own adventure featuring a stray dog. So uh, that was the creation of Stray, which is this upcoming choose your own adventure video thing that will be on YouTube. It's not musical because I don't write music. I'm not that kind of talented. But uh, it was a really fun branching story thing to write. And uh, Taylor will be the lovely narrator. Oh, wonderful. How does that work? How does a choose your own adventure story on YouTube work? So the way that Neil, I was taking all my uh, cues from Neil Cicerega, the, the way that that one works is that there's a starter video that you watch. And from there you have the, the options and then you click uh, whichever one that you want to do. And it continues like that. Uh, I think that it goes into four options, uh, which actually branches off into something more like 16. So like so, four ending videos or something like that, that you then six, click or? I think more like 16 or okay. so. Or that sounds like a lot, but it, it's, no, it's I more think than you're that. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you can go from getting a haircut to like falling in love with Oprah Winfrey. Oh yeah, um, yeah. you'll have to like, send it over to us so we can post it on Facebook because I only know about mouth sounds. Like the the name I only know about is from his like mashup stuff on on YouTube. But I don't mm -hmm. even. This is the first time hearing about this, and it sounds fascinating. All I know about is Bandersnatch. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it, it's a it it's kind of a similar thing again with the, the branching and how you hit dead ends and things like that. How there's good endings and bad endings. Uh, definitely wanted to. But you can't call it a choose your own adventure because that's trademark. So it's like an interactive like right. video story. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> trademarked. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. I mean I, that makes sense. Get your money, man. I guess every book ever. Oh, strange. <laughs> if you put hyphens between everything and make it one word, it then can is it legal or not legal? Uh I don't. Or I don't know, to be honest with you. Uh, I but I don't <laughs> want to incur the wrath of the choose your own adventure estate. Like I don't, I don't want to know that. I'm sure there's many bad endings in that scenario, uh, or many scenarios. <laughs> All right, here do we you, go. <laughs> do you think that there's like there should be a theme park that is a choose your own adventure? Whoa. Like that. Uh, I take like me up. All right, we'll take the trip. Uh, Build, uh, create your own story and we'll trade mm -hmm. off. We'll take it for our YouTube video and I will pitch them their theme park. Doesn't like, doesn't Disney shoot Mandal like, like half of Mandalorian on one wall pretty much. Like they've got like this like insane green screen. I think if anybody it's could the do dome that. dome thing. Yeah. Right? Walk into it. If Disney, if Disney has the money in the, in the space, they can totally do that where you walk into like a well, fucking, Oh, sorry, GG. I am sorry. 
uh, you, walk, you walk into like a, a room and then it just kind of like, oh my God, it's like, and now I'm thinking of like Watchmen, like where they sort of like torture people with it. Like, uh, mm. uh, but, but Disney wouldn't do that. They sort Disney of do that though. Like aren't, when you're waiting in line at Universal or you're waiting in line at Disney, there's kind of this ARG going on so that like you can look around and see what's going on. Sure. It tells the story. And even at Universal, when it used to be like back to the future, there would be Doc Brown, you know, strap yeah. into your seats and then you totally you know, that that still exists but i mean like if you Just like far the, more narratively it's driven. like playing clue but like in real life but each time you discover a different clue it could take you like You'd have to have many different rooms. Honestly, probably theater has done it. And I'm just like, being like, oh, crazy. Sleep no more. Probably is laughing in my face being like. There was something in in New York that was like an interactive Macbeth that they did like different. um, I remember someone talking about it in like the, I can't remember where it was. I'll try and find it. But it was like three different floors and someone kept going. My friend kept going over and over and over because it was just like this different Macbeth experience every single time. That's awesome. So you know what it yeah. sounds like, Katie? It sounds like that show that I I I, I forced you to watch yes. and then I stopped watching. Uh, dispatches from from elsewhere. You didn't finish Dispatches from elsewhere. It really started to fuck with me emotionally. Sorry what is again. It? What is it? It's a Seagull like produced starring like show, and it's got like an awesome cast with like Andre Three K and Sally Field and like. It is sort of like a real life game and it's like trippy, trippy narration and stuff. It's wonderful. But yeah, it was like a little, it was like sort of crushing my soul a little. Just it was really heartbreaking at times. And I was like, I don't know if I can handle this. I need to go watch Arrow again. We got to the Sally Fields episode and we were like, "Eh." oh, I didn't need Sally Fields sad origin. I'm like, her husband's on her deathbed and whatnot. I'm just like, I mean, I don't know. It just freaked me out. It's very good. You should watch it. It has one of the, uh, I, gosh, I'm trying to think of the word for it. Riskier endings of a TV show that I've ever seen. And right, well, that's I, good. I'll get back into it. That's it a good made sell. me really upset when I first watched it. And right. I, it stayed with me for like a couple, like I kept thinking about it for like weeks. And I was like, I think I eventually kind of came around. But like for a while there, like, like it really affected me in such a way that I was like, man, this show, like, gosh. Also, I am so sorry. I'm so unprofessional. My computer is low battery and I have to go get my cord. I'll be right back. <laughs> right. Jack! Oh my God. That was so fast. Yeah, he's really he's a pro. Took her right Jack, off the screen. Yeah, he's a beautiful producer. He's very, look, very good at what he does. Look, I love Jack. I think about it. I think about Jack the way Katie thinks about dispatches from elsewhere. But he just he just sticks he just sticks with me, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is next on the podcast that you guys, do you guys have anything like lined up? Yeah, yeah. We, have, we, have rough, we have Rough Night locked and loaded. We recorded that like a week or two ago. What's that? What's Rough Night? So Rough Night, uh, formally move that body, formally rock that body. Um, that was like a script we read at DePaul. And I thought Katie read it with me because like we were in a class uh, in our program where they were like, uh, learn to write coverage, read real scripts. And so like our teacher was like sliding us scripts that uh, were being produced or whatever, different drafts of them. Uh, and so we read, we read uh, what became rough night where basically it's an inverse where girls on a bachelorette party kill a, a male stripper and what do they do with the body? And, and, um, I remember thinking at the time I was like, when we read it and maybe it's cause we weren't reading anything funny. I was like, Oh, that was funny. 
like but maybe like but um then like like no seriously and then i was like i saw it and we like watched it finally because i totally missed it being released it was from like years ago um yeah it's totally over my head who's in it yeah it's so scarlet joe is the anchor that's who you cast but it was like i also picked it because um i got obsessed with the show hacks which like paul w downs like created or co-created and this was also kind of his baby i loved broad city which he had his hands all over and so it also was like here's alana from broad city here's jillian bell from workaholics here's kate mckinnon pre britney runs a marathon Uh and kate mckinnon was a ringer in the cast like it starts at it and then like all paul w downs friends are like Bo Burnham, like fucking Trevor Noah, like, or Eric Andre, like I don't remember who yeah. it is, but like all these comedians, like you know what yeah. I mean. So it's it's a it's a really star-studded thing, but it goes like instead of that sweet eighty-nine minuter, it's like closer to an hour fifty. And um, we decided maybe killing a stripper just isn't funny, no matter if you're a boy or a girl, is what we mm-hmm. kind of. So Even- spoiler for the episode when I post it because I haven't yet, but. <laughs> Because that's very bad things. It's a Peter Berg movie with uh, Christian Slater. I think we were talking about this before. Christian Slater, Daniel Stern, and a couple other people where they like accidentally kill a hooker on a bet. It's like the exact same story, but the inverse. And yeah, I guess it's not not very maybe, funny maybe anymore. Maybe it's just not that funny. Yeah, <laughs> was maybe it ever funny? I, I remember people really enjoying that movie. It kind of like kicked off Peter Berg's um, directing career. I but, saw a tweet know. today. I saw a tweet today about this is so funny you say Christian Slater, where it was like, uh, uh, if I if this were like 1990 and I'd never heard of Christian Slater and he walked into a room, I would guess his name is Christian Slater. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, that's that's fair. Is it the voice? I, I mean, the, I, that wouldn't be visual, but I think the voice is also another part of that. He sounds like a Christian Slater. He does right. Mm-hmm. I also, yeah, that's all I have about Christian Slater, though. I, don't I think that also it's hard to watch that movie. And after watching Prom- Promising Young Woman, it's like, yeah, you just, you, so I don't know if we would have watched it in reverse. It wouldn't have been like, a, I could have pretended that that was just a body double and it, he wasn't really dead. Sure. Well, it's, it's just like, even like, I, it, it's like five years too late because like we kept, and you know, you'll hear the episode when we post it, uh, but this is a little, friggin appetizer yeah. yeah but it's like the the whole the whole uh we compare it to bridesmaids a lot uh and because i feel like it was trying to to to, to spark like get off that uh sort of bandwagon but it's like late from bridesmaids and doesn't have like the heart so maybe if it came when apatow was like really like throwing yeah. the heat and every six months was a apatow produced comedy it's that uh, hangover they, thing too. Yeah, right? when that stuff's still funny. It's like go watch Hangover 2 and like how like 40 minutes of that movie is like isn't it funny that Ed Helms had sex with a with a with a trans person? He didn't know it. Isn't that funny? And it's like okay, how recent was that movie? They, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, when I was in school, they uh it was right before the first one came out and I had to read the script for it and it, and because the writers were coming in, the two dudes uh, that wrote the original draft of it, not the fact that Todd Phillips completely rewrote it to be like funny. Um, but I had to read the original draft and it was just like, what the, f- what am I reading? What is this? If I didn't have these three dudes shooting it, like, and that was in 2009. So, and I, and Todd Phillips is like, I, I think he's super talented. Like I, I love most of his flicks. So like if, if he, I didn't realize he came in and saved that script, at least on the first one. So good for him. But you know, there's a lot of stuff that, definitely doesn't work now and and you know was uh uh, printing money when those flicks came out 
Sure. Um, I, so, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, go. I think like the best thing about Bad Movie Brunch is like r realizing how much Hollywood will like pick a thing for shock value and watching whether or not it is going to tank or somehow magically they are going to pull it off, even though it is downright crazy, is most of the movies that we watch. Sure. That's interesting. Just like, just following the cash kind of a thing. Well, when I feel like you move here and you're like, you're thinking about all these people who live around you who are trying to pitch a movie or who are trying to make it in the business or in, I think, especially since Katie and Luke are writers, you're like, oh, I'm like, Luke tells me an idea. And I'm like, that's really good. Right. And like, it feels wholesome. And then you like go and watch movies and then you start thinking about, well, how do they, how did this movie get made? It, because we're watching the bad movie movies, whatever is Rotten Tomato. Like I always go for the lowest ones. Um, and you're sitting there being like, how did they pitch this? What did they think was going to work with this? And then did they pull it off? And, and I feel like we've watched a lot of movies lately where it's like, I just don't even know what you were thinking. Well, and, and, and let me stress this <laughs> at least until, at least until Taylor came on the show, it was a very positive show. So <laughs> because, because, because I, I feel like most, the whole, like you're roasting it. And I think that <laughs> I think that when the whole con like conception of the show was uh, um, sort of like we like this movie, so it got it didn't get a fair shake. Is mainly our runner. Every now and then mm -hmm. we'll dig into something. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm kidding, of course. Like Taylor just tells it like it is, and I step on eggshells because we are writers. You know what I mean? So I'm mm -hmm. like, what happens one day if me and Katie sell something, and then everybody's like, this fucking piece of shit. I saw well, break. I, I saw break on Amazon Prime. Read some of the reviews on Amazon Prime. Some of them are pretty mean. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't necessarily feel good. And I think, and you know the same, Jake. Like, once you make a flick, um, you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily uh, look at things the same way. And it's not as easy to just like, you know, crush an ant with your with your boot. You know what I'm saying? Well, then, to be fair, there's the opposite side. Of course, like, of course. Because comedy comedies are really hard. They're like, we have slowly watched comedies become harder and harder to make and harder to keep people interested in. It's like Judd Apatow, he was the reason why we all kept going to the movie theater. And then ever since then, there's a lot of movies that just flop and the humor is changing, right? Humor isn't the same. We, things don't, we don't laugh the same way. The next generation well, doesn't laugh the same way as we do. But then on the other hand, you watch Hook we just watched mm -hmm. Hook recently. Mm -hmm. That was 29%. And the way Damn. that people talked about that movie and then knowing how like it's a cult classic, it's always really fun to like then try to figure out, well, what made it so that we all like, cause we all three loved it. And right. so what's, well, it's, what's the juice that we liked that the critics hated? Well, and sometimes movies, uh, well, you say comedies are hard, but movies for kids are hard too. Cause critics aren't kids. So like if it plays, it, it doesn't always, they don't always go hand in hand. I think it's interesting when when like when like the comedies like like you look at filmmakers like that from that era who pivoted like look at Adam McKay who yeah. who who's, who pivoted to prestige mm -hmm. and so like not only are his comedies like actually still mostly okay rewatchable there's some stuff that doesn't fly anymore but like there's like uh it's so strong his his you know what i mean but collection of but, comedy is so strong but then he turns and gets a, a, a screenwriting Oscar nom and big shorts it. And then all of a sudden he's, he's this dude when right. uh, like where now he's, what's the show you love? Everybody loves secession. Like, mm -hmm. he, like oh, if you told, 
Yeah. And it's like, you tell me that you tell me that's Adam McKay, like five years ago, I would have never not five, 10. Right. I wouldn't have believed it. You know what I mean? And now it's like, of course it is. He just made the Dick Cheney movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is an, this is an Oscar guy. Todd Phillips did the same exact thing. He pivoted into prestige and now he's an Oscar guy. Sure. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. The, the way the paths diverge. And this well, is and- how the, the podcast goes. <laughs> it's it's also interesting because we all like very different movies and so you get different takes because uh i'll often bring some weird like kids movie to the table and it's like what did you even think was going to happen like i i brought unico to the table at some point <laughs> and not early. even the unico yeah not even the unico that like i swear by which is island of magic um <laughs> which just destroyed me as a child uh, but but I like to bring that kind of thing. And Luke, of course, uh, goes to bat for like comic book movies that he feels like haven't been uh, given their their right due. And uh, with Taylor, we uh, was it because I said so? We, yeah, yeah, we're delving into like that arena. So it, it, it's really rom-coms, interesting yeah. to get like yeah the the, the rom com side as well. And um, Lake House again, that was a banger. Lake House that actually I think that was. Biopic? Yeah, because I just uh, I love me some Keanu. I was sad Keanu one year for Halloween, nice. and I looked exactly <laughs> like him. Um, but, Except but yeah. for the mustache. No, oh, I did the whole oh. thing, man. The <laughs> I whole thing. It. I got like a, a big bag of like a Dave's Killer Bread, and I was just like eating it, like sitting at places <laughs> like. Uh. But but yeah, yeah. It, it's it's so much fun, and and I know. Um, like you made that joke about Taylor, but like I often, before she came on, I often felt like bad cop. Yeah. 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 Ta- yeah no, it's true. I, I only said, I only said it's going to chuckle out of her. I, the couple of episodes that I came on, I would used to come in and just kind of throw a hammer every once in a while. That was always fun. <laughs> I like doing that kind of thing. Um, and to what we were talking about before, I think it's interesting. Like, talking about hook, um, and how then like hook and how all of us are like you talking about and I'm not gonna try a conversation into Spider-Man territory, but this is all the idea of um like that if a movie's just made in the wrong time, it just isn't gonna be seen the right way. Does that make any sense? Have you come across that uh to the podcast? Um I, 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 you're a little pixely at the front of that, but I, oh. I, I, so no, you're good. I just, uh, I don't know how to properly answer it. I think it was I'm about hook. I heard a hook okay. and, and Spielberg in there. I'm sorry. Am I, okay. am I good now? Yeah, mm-hmm. much better. Okay. I'm going to, I'll try it. Uh, basically, what am I trying to say? I can reword it better. Just nice. the idea yeah. of, um, movie sometimes like hook got bad reviews and i don't want to drag everything into spider-man territory but we were just talking about this idea of how uh sometimes you make a movie that is just made in the wrong time and people don't want to see it but then when you watch it 10 years later like i just rewatched the amazing spider-man with andrew garfield i'm like i get this movie i i see it but also the fact that it came out when it came out everything that everyone ever said about it makes perfect sense um so i was just wondering if there were other movies like that for you that kind of pop up 
Mine are the, mine is the opposite direction. Most times, it's like <laughs> I I nothing will beat watching Forty Days and Forty Nights. Oh, uh, Jesus. my lord! Don't ever watch it. Don't give your money to it. It made me say that I hate HBO, and oh, I have no. to take that statement back. Yeah, I'm sorry. HBO. Uh, but HBO. I was like so Love mad. HBO. I would never say that oh, about HBO. I was so, <laughs> so angry that it was even made. I didn't understand. Oh, if you want to hear me really go off, you listen to that episode. But um, I mean, that's because I mean, that's that's justified. That's a movie that like that's a movie where like, you know, it kind of goes what we're talking about, where like there's straight on sexual assault and it's that. played it's played very nonchalantly like played for a laugh and that's early 2000s like like right. early mm -hmm. maybe even late 90s but it's still I like think it's early aughts it was high school for that me. was like yeah. that was that. that was a shocker just in 2020 i mean american pie was such a big deal i know it's dude such, and, a, such, a, such a big deal well and and you know dude and it was like it was normal to think that was like funny and i think that's another what we bump into more than what you're talking about jake is mm -hmm. uh we what we bump into more often i feel like of late is we have to grow up a lot like in the mm -hmm. flicks that we swore by i'm like get ready idiots master of disguise this weekend and right. i'm just like cracking my shit up and i'm like oh he's brown facing it pretty hard here huh right. like, i'm like great well uh, you know like and and it's not like I was saying that was like master masterful cinema, but it's a DVD I I like watched till it was scratched to shit as a kid and loved. You know what I mean? Like, like right. me at 28, I'm like, I'm not allowed to say I love that. Like I, I like you know what I mean? Like it just you shouldn't. Like right. you should you should make the conscious decision. But doesn't mean the hard part is I love the turtle club scene. So <laughs> you know you know you run into these things, but no, it, it's just it's tough. It, it, especially those early thousands where everybody's so edgy. Like it was really cool to be as edgy as possible. Right. And nostalgia is a big thing too. That's, That's all, like I, a, I feel like sometimes we're when we're all three like trying to go to bat for a movie, it's like one of us clearly has a very strong connection to it, and then we're like no, you're wrong. This movie is so good. I um, have a strong connection to Baby Genius. Uh, and right. I thought I'm so engaging. That's mm -hmm. funny, Taylor. And, oh, I loved it. I think there is nothing funnier than babies being geniuses. Like, it's we so were just dumb. talking, me and Luke were just talking uh, privately. I introduced him to High Fidelity, and I was like, I cannot wait for this guy to watch High Fidelity. And I, I was. It? 10 years late to that whole situation. So Me too. That, that Me was too. sad. <laughs> I, if I saw High Fidelity when I was like 12, I would have been like, like with Jack Black and being like, what a funny movie. Like this guy talking all raw about relationships and shit. Oh my God. Fucking, this is how but, adults act. And then it's yeah. like, no, adults should not act this way. This is the point. Reckless Records, Chicago. I get it. You yeah. know, uh, I, I've, I've got the album. I have one to your question, Jake. And, and it's one that's actually been um, rescued by history as pretty recently. So one of my favorite movies of all time is Boys in the Band. And it that movie came out in 1970. And it was based on the play, which I just, it's my favorite play of all time. And it's just a bunch of like sad gay guys that get together for a birthday party and their dysfunction just destroys everything. It's uh, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf with gay people. Sure. And it's, it's <laughs> so amazing. And I, I'm it, like, it, it makes me mad. It's so good. But when it came out, you know, 1970, it was after Stonewall. Mm 
and nobody wanted to see self-hating gays anymore. So everybody was like, no, we're done. We're not going to, we're not going to be doing this anymore. This sucks. We're like, we're going to be, we're going to do pride now. Like, like, let's do it. We're going to be happy. And the, which is totally understandable because the vibe was like, no, it's the seventies now. Like, let's, let's like have a good time. But the, the, the tragedy of that is that it really is a wonderful time capsule of pre- kind of uh, Stonewall feelings, like, like just before that was about to happen, like the isolation and the kind of like non-political correct talk and mm -hmm. all that stuff. It, it's, it's, it's just so fascinating to look back on. And just like last year, there was a remake. And I think the remake is really fascinating. that was on Netflix because oh. it's, it's so tender. Like, like they, I was reading interviews about it and they like went out of their way to kind of, um, so, it, so it's not as intense kind of show that these people are actually friends, uh, which you do get a sense in the original, but in this, there, there was definitely a drive to be like, no, relationships between men, uh, these platonic relationships can actually be very sweet and, and you can show that in subtle ways and like they, they have flashbacks that kind of make things a little bit sweeter. And I think that was kind of like a, a coming to terms with the fact that like, yes, that kind of thing, we, we want to pretend that there was a time that we didn't, that the gay people didn't hate themselves. But the fact of the matter is that it did happen. Right. And uh, I, I think that movie just shows a full coming, like full circle, like just we're recognizing it. We're making it a little bit sweeter to fit with our current times, but we are still recognizing that that happened. And I, I watch that movie like every year. I just, I, I love the original so much and I would recommend the, the new one as well. Who's in the original? Oh, I don't know off the top of my okay. head, but it, but Sorry, it was like the it. original cast uh, mm. from the play. Cool. That's the same thing. Cause the, the revive is actually from the revival. That was the oh, play. Yes. Mm -hmm. Isn't the revival Sheldon? Is it Sheldon in that? Yes. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Zachary really good. He has a real name, right? He's, He's perfect. Yeah. Right. What is his name? Good. Yeah, I don't want to be like, Sheldon. Spock um, is in it. Spock Zachary Quinto. Yeah. <laughs> Zachary Quinto. Well, yes, thank you. It. I mm -hmm. want to watch both of them. That's, uh, that's great. And this is just the kind of thoughtful analysis you get on <laughs> Bad Movie Brunch. Um, well, it's I, an excuse to watch stuff. Like, it really is. Yeah. Like, like on, on one hand, like, Katie talked about it earlier, like, the relationship aspect of it where um, you have a built-in conversation with a friend, like, uh, like as part of your week. And, and yeah, we pay for SoundCloud to put stuff out. Um, and, 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 you know, it's actually, like, you know, kind of work to, to watch stuff, especially when you don't like the flick. But you have a built-in conversation uh, with a friend, and then you also—I uh, uh, completely lost the thread of what I was saying. Um, <laughs> well, they have 100%. a built-in. Just that you—it's an excuse but to do it every week. That, but what did Katie just say before that? It's an excuse to <laughs> rethink your thought, like think about why you why movies that are bad can be good? No, it's not it. Analyze things from a different point of view and just an excuse to watch these oh, movies. Oh, that's what it is. Excuse to watch, watch stuff. Movies. Because it's like, oh, like, like you're never, if you want to be a writer and Jake's a writer, I'm a writer, Katie's a writer, Taylor is a filmmaker, producer, performer, like all the stuff. And you never are going to, uh, if you just stop and don't like take in any new stuff and see what the flow of like, not only new content, but like, good and bad stuff like if you if you sit and only watch oscar nominated movies um 
you're really gonna uh in my opinion have a skewed view so yeah. instead like uh instead we get to to dig into to everything it's like oh let's watch a prestige movie and see how that is but let's also talk about why if amazing spider-man one were the first movie <laughs> spider-man movie you've ever seen in your life it's actually not that bad right um which is tough for me to admit yeah. um so yeah we, we we get an excuse to devour film which is something we like to do anyway but um all across the spectrum well and it's Oh, go ahead. No, 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 you, please. Oh, I was just going to say that it's it's also like you kind of are getting to understand, like, you're learning what makes a good sandwich, basically. Yeah. It's like the more you watch whatever in every genre, which is why I think it's also great between the three of us, we're really just trying to figure out what's making it bad and, and can we point it out can we all agree on like the point that really threw us off or what's it missing what's, what what is what's a great piece katie keeps bringing up i feel like on the episodes heart and yeah. that sticks with me because it's like heart is also something that you can't always really um understand why if like something makes you feel a certain way and it's right. really hard to figure that out you can tell when and, you're watching like a like a soulless movie even yeah. if it costs a lot of money even if it's good actors yeah and you're like and is and then you look for why we like i think we talk about this in rough night is like i i kind of had opinions on why i think it didn't have the heart that we were missing and and katie was talking about a little different things and that's another piece you're like learning you're just learning more and more about like what, how can I figure out what I like and how I create an, as a better artist as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. I always find that uh, it's just as fun to watch bad movies. Cause usually there's at least something to steal. You know what I mean? Like there's always a cool move. There's usually like some mm -hmm. move somewhere. And I'm like, this is a terrible yeah. movie, but I really like that move. I, and well, and that's why our different tastes like link up because like we all have that for different genres. Cause mm -hmm. like, like, you know, the show was conceived on me, like fighting for like comic book movies. Like right. Batman, Batman Superman, yeah. Superman. <laughs> you I was way ahead of that Snyder curve. The it's world, very, the, very the world, true. the world has bowed to me like Superman kneeling in front of Lex Luthor. We were all you there in I mean? real like, time with you. Luke. <laughs> like we, this is a timestamp to say that you were a hundred percent ahead of the and, curve on it. I'm, and I'm not always right. Believe me, I'm wrong more than I'm right. But um, uh, I, I have that about comic book films. Katie has it about animation. Taylor has it about like Taylor sure mm -hmm. loves her. Like I mean, one time Taylor's really like, great. "You're gonna watch, you're gonna watch P.S. I Love You," and I'm like, "God damn." <laughs> I was just like, I wanted to like it I, so bad because I love you so much. You like sad comic book or sad coming of make, age. Make those heroes Which is where we hurt. mix. Make and then I'm hurt. like, I like sad love movies and yeah. sad and then and sad coming of age movies. I'm like season three of Daredevil. Have you ever watched it? And Katie and I are like animation, kids movies. We love to yeah. see it. There's a definite diagram, Venn diagram between all of us, but there's also different things that we bring to the table. Also, I feel like someone just asked a sweet question to us. Well, it was like, we gotta get, we gotta answer some of these questions mm -hmm. for sure. Is there a movie that all three of you think is the gold standard or wowed you guys? Top of the pops, what do you got? That we've covered on the show um, or like just like in the past year, because we, we do our like uh, like our favorite movies of the year episode every year and stuff. And mm -hmm. sometimes we really do line up. Katie, what do you think? You got any off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, I know you were talking when we were doing like the, the tech check. We were talking about uh, I don't know if you feel this way, Taylor, but but Luke, you brought up Lady Bird and oh. um, 
that that was one that that when I saw it, I felt very seen. Um, yeah, that's for the sure. One. Absolutely. That's one, cool. that, I think that's one could, that comes to mind. That's a great, great pick. And it's actually what I thought of too. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, that's a movie I throw down and I'm like, I know that's the Venn diagram again. It's like, you've got the, the Catholic kids for me and for me, Katie mm-hmm. and Taylor. And then you've also got like the theater kids. And then you've also got like, yeah, that, that, that check, the coming of age story that just breaks my heart in two and, le- mm-hmm. and you know, leaving, leaving, leaving something behind. Like it's, it's definitely got it all. Friggin' A24 does these beautiful, like hardback bound scripts and they just released oh, nice. like today's picture and it was ladybird and then 20th century women which is also like oh cool an insanely mm. good like screenplay alone but that movie is just unreal well I in 20th think... century women they uh the dude looked used to Roger see Clark, that right? we used to see that kid and i can't remember his name but he's phenomenal in the flick he's like opposite l fanning in his little sector also yeah. those um, are both greta gerwig yeah i love me <laughs> well but she didn't oh. make that she's in it but she's in it yes yeah. but uh yeah, that kid used to come into the new 400 all the time. Like that kid was a real cinephile. I'd see him on the train sometimes. Uh, <laughs> we to... all agreed on promising a woman. Yeah, totally. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Jam Doodles likes Lady Bird. Yeah, Jam oh, yeah. Doodles. Credit for the win. Uh, movie. Oh. oh, that's my sister. Hi, Ali. Hi, Ali. Right. A movie you'd never review that you love. Well, there's uh, movies oh, so that we many. have reviewed and then dropped, and we'll never see the light of day. Ever again. <laughs> we have a few of those. That's there's true. a. Uh, the, the, the one that I that the lost episode that I really wish we were able to retrieve is um, Jake. I, I love talking to you about Eight Crazy Nights. Um, <laughs> and that movie doesn't land for me at oh, all. Yeah. But, but I really love talking to you about it. But in terms <laughs> of like a movie that you'd never review that you love, um, I don't know. I, I feel like we're pretty. It's usually just things that aren't highly or things that are highly reviewed. We usually try to stay away from. Like, uh, and, oh, I didn't, there was one that we were thinking about doing. It was a, a low rated Miyazaki movie. And I was like, I can't, even though that movie was really yeah, bad. I, I was just like, it. I can't do Earwig and the Witch because I oh. love Castle in the Sky with all my heart. All I want to do for my birthday this year is drink red wine and cry <laughs> watching Castle in the Sky. That's all I want to do. Um, I think. Probably oh, wouldn't do any me. Miyazaki. <laughs> I feel like there are flicks where I don't want to review them because like, I'll get so heated if like, I I know there are movies that like, I actually can't hear your differing opinion. So I won't even bring it up because I'd rather just have it. You know what I mean? Like um, sometimes I've seen this in real time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, well, we don't want to talk about it then. Yeah. Conversations end in the lobby. Yeah. Tell them. them Oh, well one time (laughs) when we were at at the movie theater and stuff and it's like customer came out, like, talking shit about La La Land. And I was just like, yeah. and kind of just like walked away. I was like, cause there's nothing I can do for you. Because I I'm not gonna it. try, I'm not gonna change your mind. I'm not gonna <laughs> right. sit here and try and change your mind. Like I just enjoy it so much that you can just go about your day and I'll go about mine. So I probably wouldn't cover that one. And then that turned into its own device of pariah with the Oscars. Like, sure. couldn't it, I almost wish nobody would have seen it. And then we could just have this wonderful thing without some of the, the tarnish, but. That's that's a that's a lovely flick. What about I, you? Probably P.S. I love you. I don't think we did it. Ever. We didn't do it. No, I wouldn't. Really? I there's a lot of like there's a lot of rom coms that I, it's the same thing with comedy where you're like ah that trope's really bad. That's yeah. really really bad. And uh, I just don't. I I I know that I love it because I watched it when I was younger and it was my comfort movies. But yeah. now I'm like. 
I can't believe you like that. Yeah, you can't out. So like, yeah, maybe that's the that's the it's, other that's way. It's like you like can't it's out yourself as a fan of a certain movie. So it's like I don't want people to know. Which in answering it, I'd probably give away. But it's like, mm -hmm. no, you know, I hear yeah. you. We were just talking about Eight Crazy Nights. Um, I did a kind of like an Adam Sandler slash all the movies from middle school and high school thing with our buddy Christian Gradelli, who was on the show, and the like, just the straight casual homophobia, just mm -hmm. like peppered in through everything nonstop all the time is just like, like I, I was hyper aware of it at the time. Um, but just, I was able, it, it was easier to be like, fine, I'll just watch a little Nikki and kind of like, you know, whatever. But now it's just hard to watch some of that stuff, especially like I can sit here and defend Adam Sandler really hardcore. And then there's just that shit just like, that you can easily just take out, but they're just filling space in a script to try and make you laugh. And it's not it's weird. There's nothing funny it, about it. Watching eight crazy nights. That is a lost episode, unfortunately, because we had like audio issues, but like, that's one that I, I will like, I remember being in like fifth or sixth grade and being like, that is the peak of funny. There's yeah. not going to be anything funnier than that to me. Like at that time, like, and, and having to go back and watch it, it's like, I, that, that's another genre. Ooh, holiday mm. movies. I'm a sucker for those. I will forgive the shit out of them. But um, yeah, that wa sometimes watching those flicks with in, in, in adult goggles is very, very Baby difficult. Genius holds up though, just so everyone knows. <laughs> Which one? Baby Genius is not anti-Semitic. <laughs> no. Is it or isn't it? Are you I have serious? never seen it. I don't know where they drop <laughs> oh two jokes like, in the middle it? of everything. Oh, There's no. some parts that are like, like you yeah. haven't seen baby geniuses? Oh my god. No, <laughs> no, I was just like, I haven't seen it either. I'm saying, are there anti-Semitic jokes in baby no, geniuses that I don't, I don't know so. about? I'm making that I'm like, up. I'm just throwing hell. things around. The the babies just hate them. Just think <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Also, along no. with Miyazaki stuff and not reviewing that, um, anime in general, I try to stay away from bringing to the table with the exception of, of course, um Unico, because was so weird. Pokemon. We did watch Pokemon, but that was <laughs> Pokemon's different. But like, yeah, I, I I don't want. For one thing, when when picking these movies, I try to steer away from things that will make us all miserable. Um, and I know yeah. that like uh, anime can be very divisive, and I feel like a lot of anime is harder to um, defend in some respects. And I'm not prepared to have a lot of those conversations. So I usually don't bring that kind of stuff to I the understand. table. Especially sure. if it feels very precious to me. Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, Honestly, you've had to do a lot of movies recently that you you loved as a child that like you can't defend anymore. It happens a lot. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that just comes with the territory, kind of what we've been talking over. And there's, um, you know, like there's also movies that, like Katie said, like, if, if we haven't had to cover anything too purposefully emotional, like, you know what mm. I mean? Right. We don't like, we don't sit and watch like I spit on your grave and whatnot. Like, right. like where we like, just like you watch a watch just horrible shit happen for the sake of it. Right. Um, and I bet I'd take it all back if I worked for one of those people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, and that's the other thing too, is like, like we're usually lifting movies up, but some things just are unforgivable. Mm. Jack, yeah. oh Jack. Oh, hello. Oh, hi, Jack. hi there. Jack, what's fascinating? What's your experience with Eight Crazy Nights? <laughs> I avoided that one. Really? I've never seen it. Yeah. I really? was Yeah, I saw I mean, that I... shit four times in the theater, Jack. 
I was really, yeah, we are. I just, I, you really got the Adam Sandler bug. I never really got the Adam Sandler bug. I'm like, Oh, I know where this lives in the world. Um, but I don't need it. Uh, He's going to keep, he's trying to talk about it until I start quoting it. I know what he's doing. You're not slick. You're going to keep bringing up eight crazy nights. I keep trying to get past it. I'm like, no, and, uh, but he won't, he keeps bringing up. You know what this conversation needs more of eight crazy nights. (laughs) He knows, he knows, he knows I want to do a Whitey Duvall voice. desperately. (laughs) I I didn't think that I'm just saying Jack and I grew up. We have very similar uh, backgrounds. We are we're Vermont Jews, Luke. So I just wanted to know both from the same time period we were around in high school when the movie was dropped. Not only are we Vermont Jews, but both of our moms are religious education directors of yes. Hebrew we school. We're both principals at the Hebrew school. Yeah. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit school. to quote it. I want so, to quote it. Well, I'm, that's more than fine. I do think we should do an episode on it. Uh, we can someday, because I don't remember the last time I watched it. Um, to be probably honest. with me probably with you because it's just sometimes it's really nice to see that stuff animated that's all that's the whole thing with that movie is like like the animated turds getting like <laughs> rocketed out of the deer's butts no or the that the does look good animated the there's a lot of poop yeah. in that movie wow how did um, i miss this movie <laughs> oh no yeah but the soundtrack is pretty Darn, yeah. and there's all it's also this weird reality where there's a three-story tall ice-carved Santa Claus, and right next to it and... is a three-story tall ice-carved menorah, and everything yeah. is half and half in this town. And it was, it there's was, it... there's like Jewish dancing and Jewish sounding music, and it's very Hanukkah-y, and it was nice to see because all we had was Rugrats. So that is all we had. That was, was the only animated jewish thing that we had we had rugrats passover and and rugrats hanukkah and the crusty Crusty. clown it's uh, unfair because (laughs) it's unfair because there are like hundreds of thousands of christmas movies and most of them aren't good but at least i get to watch them all like i feel so bad (laughs) that you guys you know what i mean like there's no money in hanukkah movies i guess not I no, guess really not. No. Well, it sounds like you guys want them pretty bad, and Sandler well, obviously. That's just, obviously no, when you're just, a kid, you want them. That's when the you're of it. when you're a kid. There's some books that it's and it's that very thing. It's like, oh, check this out. There's this book called Hey, uh, I don't know something about a Hanukkah bush. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's like because no, there's Sandler, no. I think it's called there's no such thing Jewish. as uh, hey! as, yeah, are Jewish. Jewish pirates of the Caribbean. There's we all got that one called, There's no for, such for, thing as a Hanukkah bush. Sandy Koufax. It's not Sandy Koufax. That was just the name that came to my head. But the, Sandler, there's a Sandler book to that a, effect. Sandler taught a Catholic boy like me uh, more than I ever knew about Hanukkah and Passover with Eight Crazy Nights and Uncut Gems. Like I was like, I was like, whoa! Like I, I swear. Yeah. And I feel like, and I know there's not much in there, but it's like, it, it's exactly what you're talking about where you can flip on like a million movies and see it like a Catholic mass and a flick, but right. to see like a Passover dinner, that's, I don't know that experience. I'm from a bunch of Midwestern Catholics. You know yeah. what I mean? So uncut gems um, is very special to have that kind of thing for, I, I feel the same way where it's was. like, just like, I really like that character and he's a real asshole. And I like, yeah, that well that happens a lot. Him. I like a nice anti-hero. Yeah. Definitely. Oh my gosh, I'll never forget seeing that movie at the theater. It gave me such a heart attack. And again, oh, I, I had talked about this on one of our episodes. My brother fell asleep throughout most of the movie right until the very end when that happens. And it was just like, how could you? You don't even you know, understand I, I, the emotional roller coaster uh, that the rest of the theater just went through. And I've, I, oh. I fully believe I know I know that movie better than the Safties. I fully believe that. Like, at I this watched point, it with I, you. I, 
That was the last movie Luke and I watched before he moved to LA. Uh, and we had Grant there as well. It was the three of us. Oh, the kitty speaks. Um, yeah, that's a fun one. Cause I just remember everyone sits there biting their nails and I was riding it like a roller coaster. I was laughing. Oh, very, very oh that's it so, so uncomfortable. It was so funny. Oh my God, me. dude. I can, I can chug that like water. Like that's what's so funny. It's like, everybody's like, Oh, why? I can't believe what is going to happen. I'm like, I hope that he gets popped and, 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 and friggin' they smash in the cases and steal all the jewelry. Lies, lies, lies. The first time Luke watched that movie, saw it in theater and I was by himself. Didn't and sit I picked right. him up and he was just like, I don't know why my friends like this. I was like, This is how Luke works. He watches a movie once and then he's like, what if I give it another try? Which is, I think bad movie brunches, that's part of it. And then he watches it over and over and over again until he loves it, until yeah. he loves it. That, that is kind of a unique superpower that Luke has is that he'll talk himself into seeing, like, like a movie. <laughs> like, like, Suicide Squad definitely comes to mind where you oh. saw it a number of times in the theater, uh, more than anyone that I know, three times? Okay. And um, I just remember being like really impressed by that. Like, wow, paying that much money <laughs> yeah, to no. see that, that movie. I dug it. Justice too, right? You, you saw Justice League a lot, didn't you? That's a bad movie. So yeah, I did that, but I never paid to see that one. There are movies that I actually didn't like that, that much. watched that together as well. That was a mess. There are, there are movies that I actually like didn't even like that much that I've paid to see a couple times. Like just because I'm like, yeah, if it's a comic book movie, like I definitely paid to see X-Men Apocalypse like twice. And oh, I was like, that I movie's have, bad. I have a question about that. And I'm really glad that you brought that up um, because there, what is your experience of paying to see a movie and getting to see a movie for free? And it turns out to be a real stinker because there's a real, it, it changes the dynamic a bit. I mean, I've been in a movie theater where I was enjoying the hell out of a movie that I thought was terrible, Jurassic World, and I didn't pay to see it, but but I'm laughing my ass off and everyone around me is just like really wanting, they look like they all want to enjoy this film, but they can't seem, they're not having the time that I'm having with it. So <laughs> what's the bias there? And, uh, you know, what's the difference between I paid, I paid to see this movie. I'm going to try to enjoy the hell out of it as much as I can, or I didn't pay this to see this film. It's garbage. Oh man, I am on board with this right now. I think it depends on the movie because I got to see runner runner for free in college and that's <laughs> horrible. Well, <laughs> like I'd rather just not have gone. Mm -hmm. Like that's a great that, reference. That case, I like that. Oh, thank you. Because it's Justin Timberlake, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Justin, his acting chops. <laughs> I just like those deep cuts. That's a real deep cut. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know from Runner Runner. Mm -hmm. I think um, a lot of it has to do with franchises. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're in a movie theater full of a bunch of people who are expecting something. Good luck. You're the lucky one. Just know that you're, it's like, if you haven't watched any, I feel like that about Star Wars, because I've watched them all, but every time I go in a new one, I'm like, what happened again? And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. I'm yeah. like, they're flying. Party. Yeah. Um, and then, because I'm like, but then everyone else is like, mm. it's like a cat growling. <laughs> There are ways to have your, I mean, even when I worked at a theater, like if I was seeing it at the theater for free, it was probably like 
very, very rarely was it a Hobbs and Shaw where we were watching it literally just because we had the movie. Like right. we're like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of times if I, if I liked the flick, I'd go pay to see it anyway. And then I, if we had it, I'd watch it again at the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, like I paid to see gym, uncut gems a handful of times. Like, uh, and, and we did have it. Um, I, I'm probably America loves me. I'm God's perfect consumer. Um, <laughs> because I also like believed in that. I was like, I want movie theaters to succeed. So I'll give movie theaters my money. I want this movie to do well. So I will pay to see the movie and multiple times if I really enjoy it. Uh, I don't know why I, I, I just, um, I, I, I don't know. It's the American dream in me. I just believed in something. Luke bought a pizza that had Spider-Man on it. So uh, on the yeah, box. Well, one just time. Pizza Hut, <laughs> pizza Hut drew me drew me in a time or two with Spider-Man advertising. I won't lie. Like, but that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. I'm also going to bandwagon with you guys. Speaking of Spider-Man, I had better things to do when The Amazing Spider-Man came out. But by the time I got around to it, really enjoyed it. That's yeah, that's exactly what they're there for. I have, I'll be honest with you, dude. Like, I absolutely, like, shaking to my core, despised the, that first movie when it came out. Like, because I was so, like, shaped. Like, my childhood was so, like, my childhood is the, like, is the orange lensed aesthetic of, of Raimi's first Spider-Man. Like, I yeah. just, that's, that's everything to me. So when they did it, I was like, well, obviously I'm going to pay and see it. Cause I love Spider-Man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And so I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, well, that's not even that different. Like all you did was just put a lens on it. It's like, so I'm like, why wouldn't you at least make a different flick? Like, uh, so by the time they got around it's to not MJ, well, it's not, but it's Gwen. And like, but they do it the same exact way. And I, except for they were like, liked Nolan. And by the time they got, so they're like, let's do it. Nolan style. And by the time they got around to it, it was like, already late for that because rises was already almost happening so like but i i i enjoyed eventually like with distance like what they ended up being like but i couldn't like it then or i was on the other end of the spectrum when everybody pivoted and like i like amazing spider-man but that second one sucked i was like oh this is what i was looking for i was like he's web swinging a bunch in this one he doesn't have to line up cranes to swing. I don't want to know why he swings on the buildings and why he's propelled. I want to see him swing like a friggin' comic book character. Stuff like that. Sorry, I'm getting heated again. But yeah, Jack. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's important. Thank you. <laughs> you know how hard it, do you know how hard it's been for me to be like, it's not your fault, Andrew Garfield. Like I have to grow up all the I have to grow up all the time. I'm like, I, you poor bastard. Like, I'm so sorry that happened to you, and I was part of the problem. Because you, you did want it. You wanted it, man. And I'm, and, and, and he was I, so yeah. good in the social network. He, he's good in everything. That's the, the hard part to admit. It's I, like, except for that well, one. now it's not. It was the though. hard except thing except to for that one. No, movie. he's great in that movie. He's uh, great in what? that movie, Jack. He? Silence? Under the Silver Lake. Under the Silver Lake. That's Under what you're talking Silver about. Under the Silver Lake. He, Is that the, again, he carries that film. So, well, is that the real estate he's, one? He has no choice. No, but that's to carry the one that with film. like, it's like two and a half hours of him just going crazy and solving crime. I ask you this like, all the time. I go, Is that the real estate movie? <laughs> what real estate? <laughs> movie? It may as well be. I, he had there that is no real one. estate movie. I think he had a movie with Michael Shannon. There's no way oh. I imagined this trailer. There's no way I made it up. Wait, where he, they had like a. Shannon? Yeah, they like a hard. It was like a hard hitting real, real estate. Scheme my movie. son, my son, what have ye done? No, no I'm telling you, it was oh, definitely a thing. And I've never seen the trailer. Homes. Yes, there it is. Woo! I genuinely just finished up my Andrew Garfield film festival. I actually well, had one. I accidentally happened to have can, one. I have, have a, a couple summary movies left to watch, of so. 99 Homes in front of you. Uh, one second. <laughs> Babe, you're the only human being that is can even reference this. Oof. I can't wait. 
The, the plot is a little long. I'll see if I can find a shorter one. Give me one. The, if the, the word realtor shows up, just Jack, look for the word re realtor. No, no, no. Regardless. I found it immediately. Uh, <laughs> a recently unemployed single father struggles to get back his foreclosed home by working for the real estate broker who was the source Michael of his Shannon. frustration. Yes. Michael Shannon's creepy estate. in everything he does. He could he could just you know mail a letter and it would be the creepiest thing. That, oh, that bit that he did of reading that sorority letter was just Oh, I don't know that. Oh, it's yeah. a really good one. We'll send it to you. It was like yeah. a college oh, humor do, thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I, I had no idea about that. I Did you really think he was bad in that movie, Jack? Or do you just not like the movie? Well, I think genuine every... question. No, no, the answer is everything about that movie was a genuine... It's like stepping on a landmine every step of the way. Like one right. foot after the other. Right. Two hours of putting your feet on landmines. And unfortunately, <laughs> Andrew Garfield has to walk that, and I watched it. My my dude, you have no idea how hard you are selling me on this flick right now. <laughs> I I'm like that sounds. That I'm sounds a big awesome. Fan. I, I got to rewatch Imaginary. Yeah, I, say, I, mean, I used to think Garfield kind of strikes me. I'm a big the Silver Lake fan. I didn't. I don't know how that happened. Is that movie like in a lighthouse kind of way that he's going crazy? It, it's a movie ye. that just really gets under your skin. Oh, I, I don't know if it's like lighthouse. It's more That's sprawling. You know, like. He's I think just... it wants to pull a lighthouse, but then it's like, I I want to pull a lighthouse, but no, nah, gotcha. No, it, it says, says gotcha. Oh, no. It's that thing that like I talk. That? No, it's no, it's that. Was thing that your that Garfield I... impression? Because if that's how he sounds in the movie, <laughs> he loves it. that's that's me as the stoned producer who wrote that movie, who oh, is very very what? tired of writing what? movies in Hollywood. Ah, because the, because yeah, that's it, what I got from watching that. It's someone it's, who it is clearly guy. exhausted from mm. the process. <laughs> And just wants to fuck with the audience, and I yeah. and I'm not really a fan of that. Like I don't like it when when a movie takes it out on the audience. Mm. You don't want to watch mm -hmm. Suspiria remake. Well, it's like Katie was saying earlier about movies with heart, and you want mm -hmm. it's you know a movie. There are some movies that just like I don't know what the hell I'm watching, but there's so much love and care that went into this. And I can't think of a good example right now, but you know what those movies are. <laughs> I, I, well, I do oh, know God. films where, like, they're yeah. we we often talk about just movies that are. Um, Let's take Hook for example. Well, the, I mean, there you go. All roads lead back to Hook. Yeah, oh. well, I can tell you all of the bad things about this movie, but you can tell that the people who made it are for real and they this is what they wanted to do and they did an amazing thing as opposed to you, people who are like let's just make some cash and do this thing already which yeah. actually leads me to my next question for you guys i'm sorry luke what i didn't mean to cut you off but i do have a question for you cut guys no cut okay me. so I, I this isn't like real news this is like headlines that i've been reading but there are two headlines i thought were interesting one was that someone asked Tar tarantino hey what about a a Reservoir Dogs Not remake, and he was like, "Nah, we're good, thank you. We're, oh, I don't need to remake Reservoir Dogs." And then someone talked, someone pitched Spielberg, maybe we should do Jaws again, and Spielberg was like, "We are never going to talk of this ever again. Never <laughs> say this again." Um, and again, I don't know if those are the actual details, but that's kind of what I got from it. Um, it's like, let me make West Side Story, okay? Well, yeah, well, how no, do you don't, guys don't make a line? I'll remake the classic cinema here. <laughs> I guess you guys beat me to the punch because that's kind of what I'm asking. Like these guys are the ones that are not Tarantino as much as Spielberg. Who's like, D follow the cash, remake the remake, do the IP, do what you got to do. Don't touch my shit. Cause I'm a cinephile. I'm a, I'm a, so we're going to do see Tarantino does jaws. 
I mean, maybe he did. Maybe, maybe he wanted to do Star like Trek. Margo's feet. I was just sorry. I was just going guys... to the next logical conclusion. <laughs> I was wondering if you guys had anything to say about that, or if that was just kind of harumph in general. I think I'm I'm over remakes. I'm not gonna lie. I I would like to continue to see twists on different things and new material and things like that. But that's also has a lot to do with more of sometimes I'm like, what is, what is my baggage to all of that? And then uh, I'm like, Shakespeare is great and wonderful. And then people will be like, let's put it in outer space. And sure. it's like, sure. Okay. Do we need to do it? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, but like the remake that you said of the Scottish play is like, okay. Um, if it's three levels and it's different, all for it. But if we're just going to remake it to remake it, do we need to dress yeah, as you like it in like space? Those. Yeah, like on Mars or whatever. That idea. Yeah. Well, that's what you yeah. were talking about. Not sleep no more. Tying that yep. back together. I knew that, it was. Oh, thank yeah. you. I went to that and I did it wrong. Like I went to every room oh. where everything had just happened. So I was walking around for two and a half hours going, oh boy, I want to enjoy this, but I feel like I'm doing sleep no more wrong wrong Ugh. it was it was <laughs> i felt so bad because a friend of mine paid for the tickets and i really i wanted to do it i still want to do it again and do it right but it's like man that's too bad you just took a left where you should have taken a right exactly i french fried when i should have pizza yeah. oh, that's the worst. <laughs> not gonna have a good time, time. Right. time. <laughs> that's too bad well i'm glad you knew what i was talking about i wasn't talking out of my ass oh yeah i knew yeah, that yeah. was real you you guys were on the same wavelength. I just yeah. that was. I'm so glad we came back to that because uh, it was important to put that together. Yeah, exactly. The bones are the skeleton's money. Right. Give Tim Robinson more stuff. That's what I want. Well, the speaking new of, coming out. Oh, speaking of bones, we have a question from Bones, oh. Oh, uh, who wanted to know who listens to the critics anymore, and uh, and I want to say that that ties back in with what you were saying about uh, some of your criteria of how you pick. Uh, films that you don't like to pick movies with a lot of reviews um and uh can you speak to that a little bit more or you know where if you do you avoid reviews altogether when looking at this or is do you save that until afterward and then you piece together all right why was this a bad movie or or this was a good movie why did it tank against other stuff it was up against katie you want to go uh, I will sometimes, for a while, we for or a little bit, we were doing a, one of our bits was that we would read ridiculous reviews that people had written in like serious publications about these movies that was just like, like not necessary, just like griping to gripe with a, in a, to a massive audience. And that was kind of fun. Um, I will sometimes watch a YouTube review before we uh, before we go on, just because sometimes it's difficult to remember details, and um, also because I am genuinely interested. But a lot of the time, I feel like most reviews are just like this thing is bad because it's bad, and it's mm -hmm. like, well, that's not really our vibe. But like, like we we're more like let's see the good in this, or like um, like when we did Home on the Range, I couldn't for the life of me find one person with anything positive to say about Home on the Range. And it's a beautiful looking movie. People clearly worked very hard on it. Not one good thing. And that's that's also interesting just to be like, wow, the internet is a crazy place. And I guess we're gonna have to be the ones to say something nice about Home on the Range. 
I think too, um, uh, a lot of critics all look the same and are the same age and come from mm -hmm. the same background. So you're kind of like, mm -hmm. sometimes critics, it's just the people, who, it's exactly what, what you're saying. It's the people who have the power, not the people who like, and that's when it's great. Like I'll keep going back to Hook cause it's the, the easiest one to think about where it's like, ha ha, we like it. And now it's like, aha, you, it's uh, like Heather's like, oh no, we love it <laughs> on your face. And so I like that. I also think it, it's kind of nice to be, it's like what actually makes an audience love it versus what makes a critic love it, all of those things. But I certainly go love to go, I'll like go look at Rotten Tomatoes. I'll look up lists. I'll be like, what's the top 10 worst movies of all time? Mm -hmm. And be ready to be like, you're wrong. Because it makes me angry. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, it it um, I I think we we sort of have to at first just to give ourselves like uh, a basis. Like if something's over like a certain percentage of like on Rotten Tomatoes, we actually usually don't cover it unless we really want to talk about it. Um, and then we just break our rule <laughs> to be honest. But it's not really that hard and fast. But um, so we kind of have to. I think something that happens to me is like either a a movie comes out, it's highly rated. I go see it. Or a movie comes out, I watch it, really dig it, Google it, and, and then if it has a high review, I'm like, nice. And if it has a low review, I'm like, well, I don't, that's okay. I like that flick. So I, it's, it's just a gamble, and it's like we're, we're all so used now, I think, because of the podcast to, to like um, – we're not just watching for funsies anymore. We can, like, we, we can form our own opinion without having uh, to um, – you know worry about like what the mess yeah exactly and it's like and, and not only that but like we know how to defend the things we like sure. um like we don't just like things for no reason anymore i feel like that's something that the podcast has has given us too um with stuff like that um i i think it's hard too because like your hillary makes a great point because at one point people were going to the newspapers to see what somebody said about the handful of movies that were out but now it's like you kind of have to say something so sensational either one way or the other to even get a click in the first place. Because mm -hmm. um, are you going to click an article? I'm not. Jake knows if he sends me a, a, something that that is playable, I won't click it. It's never going to happen. Like it just because like I I just I'm, I'm I'm averse to it, and I'm not the only one that's averse to clicking a link here. So well, just now I, I was telling you like the headlines. I didn't read the articles. You know exactly. what I mean? Like the exactly. Spielberg thing. You know, and it's like, all clickbait exactly. just to get you to read the headline. Right. Exactly. Uh -huh. Like what Taylor was saying before about a uh, Tarantino releasing every single day that he's going to quit after the next. A lot movie, of news. Right? A lot of it's news like, with cool, Tarantino. Very cool news because he just dropped that's the what book. He says. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna make ten. Book. There's ten Nobody movies. That's about... it. Ten. Never mind. <laughs> no, what Taylor? No, I'm not. I'm not a big fan. That's all. I don't like that man. I... <laughs> um, but I, I also think, oh, man. I understand why. Oh, I also think it's like when you look at what is up for an Oscar. Um, there are a mm -hmm. few that make it through that are not um bought. You know, that aren't mm -hmm. bought through advertisement. That aren't bought for. Um, like not being forced for you to love, um, right. which is also, then you're like, so it makes us, it makes me feel great when we're, we're truly indie filmmakers mm -hmm. where it's like, uh, sometimes the best movies are the movies that were made for $10,000 and um, by a bunch of friends, or sometimes mm -hmm. it's like, I think, 
the more we can get behind independent filmmakers, the more that we can branch out from Jurassic World 8. Well, I think people <laughs> people people don't think about looking at a movie and being like treating it like a freaking painting. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like where it's like because it's this form of art, I'm not going to treat it as subjective. It is yay or nay. Whereas I feel like a lot of other art forms don't have to adhere to that criteria at all. Like, mm-hmm. so it, it's, it, you know, because like any prism you put it through, like the Oscars aren't saying, like they can't possibly be the best movies that are out. It's through that lens and it's the best movies of these movies in this subsect in this, you know what I mean? And there's and a whole campaign time, that goes into right. just totally, totally. And, advertising and that's nothing, that movie. that's nothing on the Oscars. I think they've been doing a, a bit better in, in putting in, um, you know, uh, more diverse and important flicks. They're they're definitely taking doing a bit better. to get there. Yeah, yeah. And, and I used to lot. be I used to be very averse to them, uh, to that the whole thing. And like, I think they're making steps and uh, you know, like nominating movies. Um, but even then, it's like out of the high profile Hollywood budget movies, we're just now getting to a place where it's. Promising Young Woman, Judas and the Black Messiah. And those are movies that are a hundred million dollars. Like maybe not a hundred, but you see what I'm saying? Like, right. so, so if we're only at that, at that spot in the Academy Awards, like it's going to be, you know, it's just such a big pool of, uh, of all this other cinema that nobody's even like getting, getting eyes on. Right. Katie. That's, that's a really good point. Cause my, my mom actually, she trained me really early on. She's like, her thought about it is that life's too short for bad movies, which we obviously don't agree with. I disagree, but, Gary. Uh, <laughs> I disagree terribly. And, um, but she also made the point that you need to work to find the good stuff. Like I remember going, <clears throat> excuse me, to a tiny little theater in Ohio uh, back when we lived there to see The Whale Rider. And that made such an impact on me that that wasn't in like our usual theater that my mom like, read a review in the paper was like this is worth checking out and we went somewhere to go experience it and i feel like there are good critics who take chances on movies and they that's how you find out about them is through like oftentimes on deadline like i'll find something that sounds interesting or weird and i'll make erica watch it and i i wouldn't have known about that unless somebody wrote about it and another interesting part of that question is that we're technically critics i yeah I, yeah I think that I more think of us as just a, a group of friends that gets together to talk about things that we like, but there is a critical element to it. And that's part of the fun. It, it makes, I don't know about you guys, but it, but it makes me feel smart. It gives me this, this bit of a serotonin that I, uh, I don't get from other places. It, it's special and it, it, it's just nice. It's fun. You, be, we became the thing, the very thing we swore to destroy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know what I mean? No, we. But it's true by nature. We by trade. And we the are snake will critics. eat itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also think that um, I think you have to demystify who gets to be a critic versus mm-hmm. who who's at the top of uh, to tell us what is uh, all being all great, all wonderful. What's the best movie? Versus like no, I the think timekeepers. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> we just watched Loki. Um, <laughs> but like, why why can't the movies that I love? I, in college, I felt this way where it was like. Uh, we were a predominantly musical theater program. I was on the acting track and I was like falling in love with all of these plays that like 
do not get produced. I'll probably never see most of them because they are not popular. And I can still go into a musical and love it, uh, be annoyed that it's not the play that I wish I could see, and then still appreciate the play that I love at the same time. And I think that that it's like some art is a sometimes a popularity contest too. And so it's like we get to then play what's popular for us and hope and pray that the $5 we spend on seeing a, whatever one deems a bad movie gets that kind of genre a little bit more oomph the next time. Also, just the experience of watching a film really is like, like there's nuance to it. Of course, there's things that you're going to like and things that you don't like. And I'm sorry I'm about to force this into the conversation, but the trailer for Sing 2 just dropped. And no, that's okay. I thought I, of you when I saw it. Cool, it, it aired, good, And I was like, good, good for her. I got yeah. actually excited for you. I was like, this is a good trailer. I was like, whoa, they're coming I, back. Oh, that's so funny. Shit. My sister I, um, loves Sing, dude. Mm -hmm. I brought it to the podcast because it is a movie with a, it, while it is a movie with a higher uh, tomato re rating, I think that movie is a disaster. I think okay. it's a very messy uh, ensemble piece. It doesn't make a lick of sense. I loved every minute of it. Oh. It's, it's, it's bad, but it's my favorite Illumination film by far. And I would have given my right arm to write that sequel. I absolutely would have. I that, that's the major comfort oh, movie. Oh, I just had to look that up. Yeah, that movie looked nuts. I have. Oh yeah. Let, let me tell you. Let me it tell is. you, Katie. If Taryn, if Taryn sings Elton John in the second one, I'll pay to see it twice. Oh yeah. You know who's not there though, and I'm very upset about this. There's no um, gosh. There's no Eddie. There's no uh, John, C. John C. Riley, Riley sheep. No. There's no John C. Riley sheep. Why even, was... Why even go? Why even go? Well then, that, there you go. See, folks, we've been talking about the beating heart of a film, and that was John C. Riley in the first one. Mm. It was um, like his relationship with Buster was like the best part because like they were trying to keep track of all these different threads, and they just couldn't because <laughs> there's too many of them, and you can't make an audience care about all of these the same way. No. It just doesn't have that kind of strength. And now in the second one, they're adding more, and I'm just like, what a disaster! I can't wait. <laughs> I, you know I want to see it in theaters. Charlotte Joe too. I think yeah. she is. Yeah. John C. Riley's character in that, if I have, if I remember it correctly, it's like a very rare instance of where you have a character with like old money that yeah. is actually like wholesome, like like kind of saves the day. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? He's That's just nice. like, but I mean, it is only with money that he saves the day. Like Daddy Warbucks really, kind of a thing. If I, if, well, mommy that, warbucks yeah well Grammy that movie warbucks. trope is as old as time i mean that's yeah mm -hmm. doesn't get much older than that <laughs> yeah he's but, a but good, he's a good fella what, the reason why i brought that up is that that like the experience of watching that film is just like oh this isn't good i but i love it and that that's largely what we bring to the table is is figuring out the things that don't work the things that do and appreciating on different levels and getting excited about the things that we like yeah. And bring that energy limit, and be positive in that way. Why limit yourself too? It's like if you act, if you're a person that sa says to yourself like, "Oh wow, I really like watching movies." This isn't you're not like a 1950s dad who's like, "We're gonna put on suits and see a movie once every six months." Like if you're somebody that likes flicks, and let's face it, like everybody pays, like everybody has all these streaming services. Everybody goes to the theater, and we'll be going back now that uh, COVID's kind of hopefully running its course. Well, because um, people are getting vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. People are getting vaccinated, um, if I can say it properly. Yeah, yeah say it. Um, say it, don't spray it. No, um, <laughs> but it's like, why limit yourself? It's like, you know how much, you know, how, like, look, did I see a trailer for Alita Battle Angel and ever once think to myself, like, 
holy shit, that movie's going to change my life. No, but I paid to see it in a in a nice theater and watch an expensive, flashy thing. It's like, wouldn't you want, would you look at it, would you pay to see a million dollars in a briefcase? You would. Do I want to <laughs> go see, do I want to see a fancy ass car drive past me on the street? Yeah, it's fun to look at. Why not? Like, don't just, you know what I mean? It's so strange to me. Or I'm only going to go to the, this theater and see this flick as opposed to to, to not uh, branch out. Like, there. Uh, there are limits though, because uh, again, not to be a Debbie Downer, but like I did have to for one year stop watching Marvel properties and Star Wars just to like take a break because it it just felt like a lot. And I like that stuff, I do. But but when things get to feel too much at once, it's just like There's okay, fatigue, I need a sure. break. Yeah, over not, not with me, not with me. But there is fatigue. <laughs> I, I I know it. Like I I know it's very real, and I and I have it with other stuff. Luke can watch the same movie for a whole month. Sometimes, yeah, but I mean, the, you know, I, Aquaman. I, I like Aquaman. Really, that, that's Aquaman. That's Aquaman the best of, out of them all. I feel Aquaman like. is this another is flick end? that's good in the theater, but Aquaman is a movie that is meant for home video because it's so meaty. Like those are movies that you can put on, and it's like, oh wow, I can do anything. And there's two and a half hours of beautiful TV going on while I do it. Like that's a nice movie. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. This is uh... oh uh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and let me give you. <laughs> let me throw you. Let me throw you another little Easter egg. Is when Katie uh, didn't you when you you did a thing where Taylor was cast in the role of Mallory. Um, yes. Like it was like a, a what do you call it? I, I uh, it's an know. animatic. It like, we, we, right. we have like a mini sewed. Long that ago. is in oh. that is in production hell currently, <laughs> and uh, the lovely Taylor Taylor played the the character of the. Um, the Minnie's rival, rival Mallory, who is a um, uh, a hall monitor, nice. and, and they're both trying to. In the short, they're both trying to catch the same crook who stole books from the book fair, and yeah. uh, it was just like this this little thing that I wanted to put together because, like, I, I feel like especially when you because what I like to do, I like to write for kids. I like to write animated stuff, and that is very different. That, that very difficult to convince people that you like to do it unless you show them like, mm -hmm. like people like to see things and i'm not an artist so i can't really show okay. people unless i find more talented people and try to put something together so that was an effort to do to make a mini sode of that um but i really would like to get that out there sometime just to give people a sense of what i'd like to do with the show and uh i just i had, it was so much fun putting that together uh, at DePaul. Well, like, I'm really glad we a got super a chance to do green, that. Like a super green me and Marissa Lesman like did voice directing on it. Like mm. it was so it, like oh, we I hadn't really when you guys did all yeah like we actually hadn't directed much and like so that was really early in our producing stuff so that's the fun stuff is like when you do those little like side avenues one day that's going to come out and it's like look at this other thing like you know what I mean I, I, I love so much that we all like work together I really I really believe in that like yeah. whether it's the podcast or um doing these side projects with one another oh, and oh, what, oh keep going sorry keep oh going. just just that i would like to get that finished at some point because the the short it'll never be it'll never be fully animated uh but just to get the the animatic just totally done and voice recorded and everything like that um just because i i really wanted to make something and yeah, to yeah. show something to, to people and that was going to be my thing and one day I hope to do it, and it truly is my dream project. And I hope one day to do more with it. Jam doodles and to the world. Katie's a literal genius. Like, <laughs> and 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 Mini Noir is beautifully animated by Erica. But I've I've read a lot of Mini Noir, and it is 
it is top tier writing. Like in five years when Katie's like saw like toast to the town or whatever, you're not gonna be surprised. And and I'll be ahead of this like I was on the Snyder curve. But Katie also has like the best um, range too. Cause I'll just like shout out Katie totally has written this great movie theater uh, play that I got, to, we got to read last year. We did a table read of it on oh. zoom, like, which really like was a spirit lifter during the pandemic. So good. And then Katie and I did this, like I took her down this path of writing um, basically a YouTube character that's like super conservative and exploring the like life behind that. And then she was working on another Beanie Babies play. And like <laughs> all of that is like, every time Katie comes with me with a new idea, I'm like, you're brilliant. I want someone to make your stuff now. So well, anyone watching, you. That's it comes in true. two flavors. It's either like, oh, this thing about lesbians or like, oh, this thing for kids. That's all <laughs> yeah. I got. I, either way, but those are two very like hungry audiences, Katie. You know what I'm saying? Now me, I'm like, so, okay, there's this, there's this character and he's sad, right? Because this thing happened. And so they should talk about it. And then, so, you know, like already First they should cry about it. And then they should probably cry. laugh about it. I've directed, cry about it I've directed a couple people in these, in these shots and they can tell you, it's like, it's all, it's all pretty surface level. So no. So uh, how can we follow the growth of this project? The growth of this project. I, uh, it, it, again, it's currently like in production hell, but I can put more stuff on my, um, my website, my portfolio. I have full scripts. Uh, cool. I think the only one I probably won't put on there. I have, one, I actually, uh, Erica helped me recently, this is a new development, um, put together this Cartoon Cartoons pitch for WB for yes, an episode of Mini I wrote oh, a while back. Wow. And I probably won't put that one up um, or the pilot, but I have a bunch of others that I could probably put up. So I'll, so I'll be what, sure to do that. What um, is your website so that we can put that up? <laughs> I will write it in the chat. But, oh, and this Jake's is where a, Erica ran into a problem when I asked her. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, Jake's when she was a on the show. That... How do you spell Katie's last name? Oh, I'll spell it's it for a you rough out loud. one. G R O T Z I N G E R. Yeah, perfect. You got it. Go there. Strawberry.com. Yeah. KathleenGrotzinger.com. Ooh, you dot you got the dot com. Fancy. Yeah. No, she's not fucking around. So I'm paid for that Squarespace money. Jake, you're a writer that talks about prolificity. There's no there's no no writer more prolific than Katie. That that she's got 30 different 30 different pots boiling. She needs like fucking six kitchens. That's wonderful. The the one that I'm working on right now, actually, we we talked about this during uh the the tech check. I'm writing a um a roller derby thing, and that's actually why I learned how to skate is because I was like, maybe if I learn how to roller skate, that will make me a better writer. And <laughs> probably not. But like, it has been really fun. Katie, look what I, I found. I loved reading that too. I found uh, my donuts. Yeah. Got my donut wheels. Awesome. Well, what I wanted to ask, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to do this right now, but but what do kind it. of skates are you, you riding in? Oh, I've got Rydell's. I've got the real Ooh. thing. Okay, but, cool. But it's taken a lot of falling and breaking skates to get to that point. I had to build up to that point. So the thing is, the thing is, folks, when I talk about my roller skating adventures, I talk about how I fall a lot, but I don't talk about what I'm doing. And that is that I'm going down ramps, very steep things. Oh. So there's a reason that I'm falling. I can stay upright if there's a flat surface and I have to turn, and that's no problem. But ramps is a whole other dangerous game. You're Are you doing that on quads? Down. What was that? Are you doing that on quads? 
Yeah, quads. Oh my gosh. People oh, say good it's, for you. <laughs> I guess. I mean, when I got into roller skating, it was, you know, pandemic related, the same thing mm -hmm. that brings us all here today. Um, but there were no more roller blades left in all of New York City. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I guess I'm going with quad skates and that's just how I'm doing it. So, yeah, I do all my skating on on quad skates. Man, and I just want for the learn viewers how to at dance. home, quads is when you have two wheels in the front, mm -hmm. two wheels in the back, not four in a line. Those are inlines or blades. As yeah, blades Sorry. versus quads. Quads. Yeah. Quads. Quads are or... skates. Blades are inlines. Yeah. Quads are skates. I learned it as blades and skates. Oh, okay. yeah. You can think of it skates as blades and skates. Yes. And the yeah. Two, what you say, quads and. Yeah, Blades these guys it. are real hot shots. They're yeah. like in, yeah, they're in, they're in, they're in the game. game. Those like quads. You got your inlines. Your your do real life your do knee real life, pads and well, stuff like that. You do know? real life quad skaters just hate my movie Break because they can tell it, they can smell it on me that I never called it quads in the movie. They're like this <laughs> fucking poser. <laughs> um, that was me who wrote that review about it. I knew it, it dude. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, but. We, we do have Aiden who said uh, when Aiden. you talked about that, that it is an Agreed. exceptional film and there's a great lead actress in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's me. Uh, Katie, what I want to know is have you started filming stuff on your skates? Like, are you holding the camera and moving around? So, no. A couple of things. So the first couple of wheels, I did the Chicago skates because I didn't Google anything. I just went to Big Five and I was like, let's see if this works. Because uh, I, I didn't know I would like it, honestly. I thought I would try it and uh, figure it out. And I didn't know that it would become like a new hobby. Um, and when you're not ready to commit so to something... Fun. Yeah, it is so much fun. But when you're not ready to commit to something, you're not ready to like, like, like if you're just learning how to play the guitar, you don't get like a super cool guitar. Like, like no. you try to get like an entry level one. And so I got entry level skates, which meant I had entry level wheels and every little like nook and cranny, every little like uh, piece of gravel I could feel skating. Yeah. And I just got, I just last night put the luminous hybrid wheels on and they light up and everything as I like roll down the street. They're oh, so, so awesome. Cool. Um, I'm very jealous. It's a world of difference because they're gummy and they oh, absorb everything. I'm so fast now. I'm so scared. I couldn't film anything on them. Like I, I couldn't so before because I was tripping and now I'm too fast. I'm so bad. What kind I, of boots I, do you have? Uh, uh, just the, the the Chicago ones. The okay. those are the same. The only thing that I haven't changed now on the skates are the the trucks and of course the the boot. Right. Mm -hmm. But everything else is different now. So, Katie, are you writing like a skating script to rival Luke's? Is that the deal you watch? No, Drake, no, no, and you no, are no, like, I, and it's time to put my <laughs> sauce it's, on this. She she's a roller derby queen, dude. I'll let, if we, <laughs> oh, let's go back to Croce. Like it's all like comes back to Croce. It's it always will. Uh, no, dude. She wrote a she wrote an amazing uh, roller derby pilot, but it's also like it's not just it's not just like it's never just a pilot, but it's not just whip it. It's also like aliens, mm -hmm. like right, no. like oh, cool. so. It's like it's like it's like whip it meets Lloyd in space. <laughs> Lloyd in space, nice, yeah. good ref. That's a deep well cut. Well done, well uh, done. Yeah, I'm not, the, the, nightmare Ned. I'm for not you. hip to that. <laughs> I had to, uh, I, I brought it to a friend of mine who's much better at uh, world building than I am. And basically the conceit of that world now is like, what if Roswell, like we knew exactly what went down and now aliens are integrated and it's the seventies. And so oh. there's the Bee Gees, wow. but term. we also have aliens and nice. in intergalactic Olympics. 
That sounds lovely. Mm. Yes, Gucci. I <laughs> my mother. Yes, yep. I am absolutely. I'm wearing all of the padding. I've got this pretty sweet tan line. I don't know if you can see it from here, but it just cuts off right here where this is where my wrist guard ends, mm. and here's the exposed skin, and then here's where the elbow pad starts. So it's it's like very pale, pretty tan, very pale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much do you guys like the movie Brink? I don't know. Oh, yeah. the don't movie. know Brink. I don't Are know you Brink. shitting me? What? <laughs> the Disney Channel original <laughs> movie was starring Eric Von Detten. Oh, I, oh, fuck me. There's that's soul right. skaters. That's right. I, I Wait, ice skating one? No. The name is familiar. No, right? no that's I, uh, it's not in my Rolodex. Cutting Edge? Then cutting you Edge. Are, you oh, my gosh. Cutting Edge. It's free on YouTube. It's. You want to do a bad movie exploits. brunch, Cutting Edge, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's a trip <laughs> and a half. Fuck that. You guys are coming on. You guys are formally invited for 99 homes. So you know, you know, you, that's, the, that's the hard part. Is you, you, I want to see Michael to, Shannon sell a house. God, we were watching Cutting Edge. But, uh, <laughs> no. That's the greatest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> you wish to God you were watching the cutting. You're gonna, edge. you're gonna be, you're gonna, you're gonna think cutting edge is is fucking cutting edge. Uh, Citizen Kane. Yeah. By the time we get done with, like by the Citizen time we get Kane done with on Ice Homes. Make it look like also edge so a question. Yeah, though. or cutting edge three. Shut the fuck up. So ta- tying it back to bad movie brunch. Um, you, there has been an evolution in, in your progress, as you've said, there are some lost episodes because of audio stuff. So there's been a lot of touch and go and learning as you go. And jam doodles wants to know if you have any tips for people wanting to start their own podcast or what's the secret that makes a podcast work. So, I mean, thoughts. It's the easiest thing in the world. Uh, It seems daunting if you don't come from that world, but it's all super easy to like self-teach. I'm not tech savvy whatsoever. Um, And, you know, you you plug in a USB mic to your laptop. I have GarageBand and you just drop them in there and start. It's very intuitive. Like the only thing it caught, like podcasts is such an awesome medium because it's still relatively free. Um, so if you do like even just a bit of research, it's uh, relatively like, free, but you can always help the program by Venmoing Jelly Roll <laughs> Chicago. Well, this is different. Yeah. We don't do what you do. We don't do what you do. The, the, a, a StreamYard subscription. Like, oh my Lord. Like we do, we, this is a whole other tier above. You shouldn't even call yourself a podcast. This is like literally a, like this is a show as a production. Yeah. Um, yeah. so this I think would actually be far more daunting to take on when you're just getting started jam doodles. But I think for us, you buy a blue snowball and and plug it into your laptop and you're you're good to record. That's the microphone you're using now, right? Mm-hmm. This is a blue Yeti because we got a little like fancier because we've been. It's like you know you start off with your regular skates and then you 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 move up and and figure out what's like you know like the top tier. But a thirty thirty dollar blue snowball mic on Amazon is uh, the way to go. That's what me and Katie started on. I have a NFL podcast where those guys, I had them get blue snowballs and they sound pristine and anybody can do it. Like you just plug it in and go. This is actually from a failed podcast. Taylor had a podcast. (laughs) This is from mine. Um, I, uh, the things that I learned quickly is um, you should care deeply about what you want to talk about. You need to find a friend that is going to keep you consistent. Um, Record. I'd say at least seven episodes before you put one out. Um, so that way, if you get backlogged, you have something in there. And then once you start, you can 
I, I feel like it doesn't have to be that strict, but I think having something and then having a few of it to get your rhythm and then having something you really, really want to talk about and you can talk about for an hour is key because and, that's great advice. and if you, uh, either pay to have someone produce it or know someone know that you're going to have to do it yourself and either decide if you want to leave everything as it's, or if you would like to edit, like, are, are you going to want to do that? I think those are important. Like you, you don't realize that some people actually like talk, 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 and then they'll cut out like 10 minutes in between, or they'll just leave it all leave it in. We don't really edit much of it out of our stuff. Not anymore. You just, well, cause you start to get like, once you're used to it, you know, kind of the flow of the show, unless there's a technical issue, you don't really have to cut yeah. it. But I think that's really good advice about getting some backlog to make sure. And then also like, I call it rel relatively free. Don't go and buy the top of the line, but don't buy some shit mic either because then you're, you are wasting your time. Like, because and it's going to sound that, bad. And by the time you had spent the money on the second mic, you'll wish that you had bought the expensive dollar, Don't buy the $15, mm -hmm. you buy the $30 blue snowball and then you have quality content. And like, right. you're going to like hearing yourself sound good. It's like, that's why a movie could be the best looking movie in the world. But if it sounds like shit, I don't want to watch it. Mm. Like it, that's, it's so, it's so important. And it goes by the wayside sometimes. I don't want to hear your air conditioner blowing. I don't want to hear, you know what I mean? All that stuff. Like it, it, there's a lot of learning curve, but Katie, sorry, I, I, I talk way too much. Do you have any? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I thought those were all great points. I mean, you guys basically said uh, everything that I was thinking of saying. So right on. I just Damn said y'all. <laughs> Um, stay within man. budget. You know, there's a lot of great free software out there. Like you're saying, uh, GarageBand is a great audio program. If you have a Mac, it comes with it. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of when I do the intros for the show, I use GarageBand. Um, and when I edit the video piece on top of that, I use Shotcut. That's a free video editing software. It's oh, similar nice. to Final Cut, just a couple tiers down from that. But it works great for my purposes. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't even think... I don't for a long time, Katie. Like we recorded for years when we're and you weren't even on GarageBand, right? It was like whatever mm -hmm. was on your PC. So that yeah. that that end of it's doable. If you are going to try to edit yourself, I would recommend something like GarageBand that uh, is simple but um, effective. And you and your friend don't have to be in the same room. Like that's the other thing about podcasting. Katie yeah. and Luke have probably. Have you ever recorded in the same room? Only like one time. You want to talk about, we are so, we were ahead of the social distance curve like crazy. Like so <laughs> many podcasts sprung up because, whoa, we're separate and we can talk on, I'm like, oh really? You're going to talk and record your audio? What a, what a novel idea. We did it in 2016, friend. Uh, you know what I mean? So Mark Maron's just laughing in your face. <laughs> I, well, I, I know. And it's like, my, my boss is like, I started podcasting in 2007. I'm like, oh, right. Uh, my, my bad. <laughs> Taylor, what uh, was your defunct podcast? Um, the Unknown Woman. It was going to be about um, interviewing women that um, in my day-to-day -day life or women and just like figuring out what their job was and just kind of trying to uplift um, any sort of um, the, just the journey of any woman in any job. Um, and then I realized um, I'm not good at editing. And I tried to get a lot of my friends that were like, I don't want to do this. And then I like that, I think, took a toll on me, which is totally fine. They didn't have to. And they also like didn't feel like they were interesting enough. And then I felt bad. And so then I was like, I oh man. And then I then I thought I didn't know enough people. And so then I was like, Wah. you need a good buddy. Like you have Jack. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't do this without Katie and Taylor. Like it's. Going into a podcast alone is like, 
or, or something like that is is like a death sentence. Oh, like, yeah. So, Talking to Jack was the first thing I did when I started this. I wasn't going to do anything unless Jack said, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a oh, lot yeah. to do all by yourself. There's just so much stuff. And, you know, as, as an actor, uh, Taylor, maybe you could speak to this as well. I do a lot of uh, self-tape auditions and stuff. Uh, do you do anything like that? So yeah, there's just so much work that is put on the actor to do. You have to set up your camera and make sure that you're well lit and that you sound correct and you have to mm -hmm. put it all together and edit it. And there's a big part that's like, man, I just want to work on the acting right now. So the more pieces that you can surround yourself with who are going to help you make the best production possible is going to take a lot of that stress off of your mind and it's going to make you that much more successful in whatever you do. Exactly. That's why I think what uh, united me with Luke strongly is like I uh, I sometimes get into funks and I get sick and tired of waiting around to feel like I'm worth someone else's time, which is mm. not the way you should think about as an actor. And it's very, very, very bad. That's not how that is. That's not what it is about. It has nothing to do with that. But every once in a while, I'm like, ah, I don't want to keep asking you to like me. Uh, I'm, I just want to do it. And that, that I've, I've, it, throughout my career, I've found people that I'm like, I'm going to keep coming back to you and I'm going to work with you. And then we do the same thing. And that's why I love making my own stuff. It's probably why I bother Katie every six months where I'm like, Katie, <laughs> we're going to make something. Well, and, 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 and everything it's podcasting is one of those things where that's content that Joe blow on the street can do for a few dollars. And it is, you can, you can, put it out and stand shoulder to shoulder with Titans. Like, yeah. like you are on the same avenues as, as any other like famous podcast. You know what I mean? If you, if you do the, um, the route where you put your RSS feed to Apple, which is, you know, a Google away as well. It's stuff that me who can't do shit technologically figured out um, no issue. So um, the exposure is still there for uh, like, I mean, Jake, you talked about how like we put our flicks on Amazon and uh, and that was cool and that went away quick. Like podcasting right. is this medium where it's still it's still like you can go right to Apple and be, uh, you know, if, if somebody if people listen to it, that's another story. But it's there. It's pimpable. It's something you can see. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's pimpable. Sure. Well, and it's got the. Pimpable the clout of apple right like this mm. this it, like you were saying with yeah. amazon like when you put your movie on vimeo it means a little bit different than when you put your movie on amazon sure Prime. and yeah. even soundcloud which is actually who we pay for the premium like soundcloud mm -hmm. is nice and it's legitimate but you say you're on apple podcast your phone's your iphone subscribes and just puts your new your new podcast on your phone me like l l that's crazy right well and spotify's in the game now Spotify, Spotify's, I heart like mm -hmm. and, but Spotify just bought out Brene Brown's podcast and paid, Armchair Expert. Well, and they paid a shitload of money to DC uh to yeah. do like DC podcasts and stuff, like scripted ones. So sure. the world's about to change with podcasts, I believe. It's, it's like gonna we're be gonna like see the, it more on Spotify. We're gonna see more pivot. commercial. It's gonna be the aggregation uh, is happening. A, sure. A little Spotify's similar, got all the like, money for that. Watch it in real yeah, time. Well, it's now instead of um for like the people who are producing it or the like you're not going to hear as many people giving uh the commercial reads it's going to be actual like spotify is doing its ones. own con yeah. it's like the, their own commercials mm -hmm. yeah so it's like going to feel like a radio almost totally totally 
which is so weird how how it is. It's like it all has come back. Viewers around. Like, like you. I know, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be Thank us you. listening to radio pro- radio programs on Spotify with advertisements, just yeah. like we pay for individual cable networks to give us streaming with commercials and weird shit like that. It's so bizarre. It's, it's so weird. We're supposed I'm telling to pay you, not holding to have for, that stuff. Holding out for physical media. People like vinyls came back around. Mm-hmm. My Blu-rays are gonna be well, are gonna be worth a, a, a thing or two. Even the few little experiments I've had where I've played scrapers or clean sheets on a loop on Twitch. Like it's been interesting to watch that because it feels like people come Bro. up to me, like even you, Luke, have come up. It was to like me TV. Like, yeah, like oh, it's like when Home Alone plays on replay on TBS. I'll just turn it oh, on. I'm in the it's middle like, of oh, it. Oh, I just yeah, I'll, I just I'll saw scrapers it. on FX. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. exactly what it felt like. Like it was it was awesome to, to come in 20 minutes in and like you're it's it's like anything else. Like you're right, right that it was Twitch TV. It felt like TV. You and write that's for the gimmick Twitch about TV. Pluto TV. Luke sure. Watch who writes for Twitch TV. Oh yeah, we should get that plug in. Oh yeah. Uh, if you it. like if you're Twitch people and I know we're streaming on Twitch, you should uh Twitch Gaming does a, a show called Hive Mind. Um so if and if you join the Discord and stuff, basically what happens is uh guests come on like this kind of like us uh and then you have a couple hosts uh and 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 the questions get asked that are sort of like sort of brain teasery and uh they come up on the board sort of like family feud style and if you want to the cool thing about it is you get to interact with the show so if you join the discord for uh the hive mind show every wednesday when it's on at like noon or whatever you hop in and you're you're not only watching TV, but you're like you're you're contributing. It'd be like if we were watching Prices Right as a kid and we were in Homeboy's ear, like you know, like like calling out prices. You know what I'm saying? Like they are literally like, this is what I think the answer is, and that's what distinguishes like what are the the most points for this answer because people agree. You are literally uh, becoming a hive mind. It's that's it's really, really cool. fun to watch. It's on season two right now. Uh, it. At hive mind. Yeah, I, I just I just know it's hive if you uh, hive mind on it's on it's a Twitch gaming show. Yeah, so uh, if Wednesdays you look, at twelve. Yeah, right yeah, now I do 12. think it's. Oh, keep going. No, I was just gonna say. No, yeah, it's been I right now. It's time. right now. It's Wednesdays at noon Pacific. Um, but yeah, Kelsey Bunner, who was in Break, who's from my hometown, she works for these people at Tempo Storm, um, who do this show with Twitch TV, and it's on season two, and I'm lucky enough to be one of the writers to to provide questions and the writer's room is really cool. Like I, I love uh, those people and Twitch is something that like is also on that paradigm shift where yeah. it's really heating up. Like, and I'm late, like you're late. You know what I'm saying? Like right. me and you're yeah, late yeah, and yeah. You ex- you're late and explained it to me. You know what I'm saying? So like, and I was like, what? Like, this is like, that's what Twitch is. Like it blew my mind. So I'm so happy to, to, to dip my toe in that water. Well, um, I, you, I, Love you guys. I can talk to you guys forever. <laughs> I it, it's interesting because I know all three of you are working on projects that you cannot talk about. <laughs> uh, that are it's really really exciting. So I'm going to take this opportunity to ask you all to come back. I want you guys to come back as Bad Movie Brunch, but I desperately want to have a Katie episode and a Taylor episode and another Luke episode. If that's cool with you guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I all mean, right. putting us on the spot. Wow. <laughs> no, don't um, say no. How about that? Nah, yeah, no. Jake, Jake's like, like trying to get engaged to us in public right now. Like, is, fucking, yeah. is this the jumbotron <laughs> proposal? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. walk off and just leave me with Jack. Be like, all right, this is cool. Very yeah, cool. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if I said not, no? So, oh my god. <laughs> 
Jake filmed our proposal and you could hear him talking about a bunch of random things really? in the beginning of our, it's so it. funny. I it's was just so thinking funny. about your engagement photos and how I jumped into your engagement photos too. Good, yes. good. That's I'm what I was there for. I mean, that, um, I wanted to shove myself in the middle of all of that. And I did. I will so. post this photo. episode. <laughs> when you send me the audio, I'll post this episode as this week's bad movie brunch. Um, cool. But I would also like to do a true crossover, like a proper one where you guys mm -hmm. come into our world and do our show by oh, our standards. And we just kind of like slap you around a little. <laughs> Can't wait. Hopefully we'll right. be able to, uh, uh, to keep the episode you know, up. Brunch. <laughs> before, I like that. before we you leave, a uh, question for the Taylors from our good viewer, Darius. Could you indulge, uh, can you indulge me in this story? <laughs> Yeah, so let me <laughs> let me help you out. So my name's Luke Taylor. Her and name was Taylor Shepard. Yep, and now I'm Taylor Taylor because we got married in August. We're in love. And I really was not sure if I was. Yeah, we're in love mostly. Uh, that's how it <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it is weird, Darius. It actually is funny how like how you're able to differentiate the same word in your head. Like if I if somebody's talking about Luke Skywalker, I don't I don't perk up like they're talking about me. And I think that's the only way I can compare it because like I know how weird it must seem, but I don't even think about it. Yeah, I I really uh, tried to decide whether or not I was going to be Taylor Taylor Taylor, Taylor Shepard Taylor. Um, what does that no. mean? <laughs> that can't be Taylor nice. Spy. Oh, okay. Okay, got it. It's like that can't be a nice thing, right? That's gotta be like I would. Me. I would I would say what are you tinker spy to somebody if I was like if I was like being a dick. So, no, I, now I get it. Now I get it. Whoa. Uh, we thought about that. We I also thought about taking her last name and being Luke Shepard. Doesn't that sound way more famous than Lucas Guy Taylor? It's like you a, also an astronaut. You also Luke thought of Shepard. taking her first name so that you could be Taylor Taylor. I would do that. I would do that. Yeah. We're just Taylor 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 Taylor. Or we could just one word. Mario Mario. About that as well. Yeah. It is just like Mario Mario. Luigi Mario. Yeah. Uh, the Mario Brothers. Luigi. It's not my first Luigi? name. Or That's catch canon. It's Catch twenty two for you people who read books and shit. Major, 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 major. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. I understand. All right. All right. I really, I. This is so much fun. It's so easy to talk to you guys. Um, let's ask our final question of the night. Uh, so, Jack, do you want to do the do the honors? My question goes to all of you. <laughs> what you been watching? Oh, I'm good. Take it away. Strawberry. Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I just finished two seasons of Bluey. It is, Ooh. yes, it is an Australian preschool show. It's one of the best things on TV right now. No show has made me cry so consistently. It gets me right in my heart often. And I'm in a show hole now because it's gone. And I miss it dearly. I wish there was more. Just one guy writes it. Just one guy. Just based on his own personal experiences with his children. And it's so genius. And I wish I had the ability to write that kind of thing, but I know that I can't because I do not have children. Well, well I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. But I'm Bluey. saying like, because there is something. Mm -hmm. Bluey. Bluey. It's like Revolution. It's, it's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I saw it, I saw it the other day when I was scrolling. I was like, how cute is that? Mm -hmm. I just knew, I knew it was up your alley. I haven't watched oh, it. Oh, 
it's we talked it's ridiculous <laughs> it's um like erica and i again were childless adults and it's what we watch to wind down af after the end of like a hard day you just <laughs> put a couple of blueies on and it's just like oh so nice and i know that like there's hesitation because like your first thought with preschool is oh surely it's very loud surely it is very all over the place it's not like that at all it's just like a lot of nice uh like it's a lot of nice family stuff. There's a lot of play that happens. Even the theme song is a game. And it's just so genius how these parents are just so up for participating in like their kids' uh, play games. And it, it's it's sweet and it's clearly written by a dad. Like you just can't, th there's no way you could watch it and not be like, okay, Bandit is definitely the guy that writes this show. And it, it's sweet and he makes fun of himself. And he also, the, the adults are real adults with like their own interests kind of like how the Rugrats was when we were growing up. Right. And like they have lives outside of their children, which is also incredible for a preschool show. And I just, I just like it so, so much. I couldn't recommend it more. I also just watched in an entirely different genre and everything. I just watched the first two episodes of Kevin can fuck himself. Oh, and um, in the billboards everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's on YouTube. The, the first two episodes and I'm really digging it. It's a, cool. uh, it, it's rare that I get to a point with a show that I'm like, oh, I would pay to see more of this because wow. uh, I don't have like uh, AMC at the ready. But but yeah. I really would. I, I'm very interested to see where it goes. So wow. those are my two. The billboards huh. are they were right. I always want every now and then I'm like they, they get me on a billboard where I'm like, is that is that good or well advertised? Right. Uh, so now now you gave me you gave me the answer. I respect I respect Katie's opinion with my Same. with my life. <laughs> about you what are you watching baby um we watched hacks loved it hacks was good amazing we just watched wildlife oh yeah paul dano's uh directorial debut him and his wow. wife uh adapted the script uh from a novel yeah that I was, it, was it, it it's very good but i i can't watch something like that that it's like watching uncut gems like i mm. i can appreciate it and be like wow but please don't make me watch it again it hurt my feelings <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't think I've watched anything else recently. Well, it's funny. It's funny that like, um, I, 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 I sit here so confidently, like, Oh, I can, I can, I can just snort that. You know what I mean? Like, I want to feel that, uh, give me uncut gems. Give me, give me all those vibes. But then like, I, I put on Luca and I was, I was oh, a mass yeah. man. Like, and I, it's funny cause I didn't even want to watch it. Um, I, I, not that I didn't want to, but it's just, <laughs> I had picked I, it, it wasn't, in a two-day two movie. Yeah, it, it was, was a just special like, day of dispensation every time Pixar comes out with a movie. It's like, yes, ah, you know, you got like, You probably have to. And I, Toy Story <laughs> is like, is everything to me. So Pixar is uh, is always going to get my dough. Um, so I watched it and uh, I was like, slowly like, okay, okay, okay. And then it kind of hit the genres that I'm obsessed with. Like it's a summer movie. It's a, you know, coming of age flick. It's uh it's a, it's a, a leaving your friends behind for something bigger. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's all those, uh it's all those sort of like warm feelings to me that uh, made me watch it again the very next day. Uh, I was at work and I was just like boxing up orders at Spodco and watching Luca again. And I'm like, stupid. I was like, it, and it's like my, you know, my mom made a kind of interesting point because uh, my niece was like, uh, my mom was like, did you watch Luca? Or, Here's what your niece said. She said it wasn't her favorite, but she enjoyed it. And I think this is mom talking. It's because um, 
it's something that's overdue where it's a Disney movie um, weirdly because this is, you know, everything's about dudes, but it's a Disney movie for little boys kind of mm-hmm. uh, in that, like, you know, there's all these princesses and stuff. And even when Disney did stuff for boys, it was like, we acquired Marvel and star Wars. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a Disney Pixar movie. And I know like, uh, I know like Andy is toy story, but he's not really the character. Uh, this is, these are two boys um, uh, that are, that's like gets to be, um, Kids that age where it's not exactly it's not exploitive like it's not like it's not a what's that movie bad words or whatever that they did with Seth Rogen. (laughs) So good. Let's make these kids say stupid shit. And it's not like uh, it's 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 so much deeper than that. That was bad bad boys, wasn't it? That was like the the little kids. That was you're right. Bad words. Bad words. That's a really good movie. My mistake. My mistake. That movie. I just have it here forever. Thank you for clearing that up. It was just you know it's it's really it's a it's a it's a male camaraderie movie that it that doesn't have to be the 40 old virgin which is nice uh me as a 28 year old can watch that and and um and maybe it's because i haven't been down that world maybe it's because i just gone to disneyland this weekend but it took me on a it took me on a journey um i i really 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 loved it loki was a phenomenal pilot and then the middle like two and three were like that's right gg it made me like oh my god the dad being so accepting of the boys like even though the even though there were sea we're monsters that that he lovely. that he hunted uh, his whole life and then he realizes that oh my god <laughs> and this is it's a tough one oh it's a tough one so shake it out uh, so so Loki uh, like blew me away and then two and three were were solid and then they just was like we got six episodes you ready for episode four and I'm like sure as hell I am and then like you get to like the last ten minutes and I'm like what the hell. Like what is happening? Like it just like a total paradigm shift where they've thrown everything to flux. They pulled a Marvel where you sit through the credits and are rewarded with batshit madness. And now everybody is marking their like, not everybody because I know not everybody likes it, but the masses are marking Wednesdays the way that people were watching like freaking X Files back in the day. Like mm-hmm. Disney Plus and Netflix did it too. And like, but Disney Plus and some of these streamers are bringing back um appointment television hbo did it with game of thrones it's not gone but it's it's few and far between and loki is one of them make sure you watch that final the person who just said it made it mad you should make sure you watch that final yes watch Watch through the the credits credits. watch through the credits yeah Yeah, jam trust me things get weird Mm -hmm. cool marvel likes doing those easter eggs at the end (laughs) well they like wasting your time and then making it worth it and my tommy (laughs) jack what you watching I watched one of your and Dakota's favorites, Mikey and Nikki. Oh, I love that movie so much. Which I had never seen. I love that movie so much. Oh, man. That movie was kind of nuts. Yeah, it's insane. It is absolutely insane. I'm like, what what am I watching? And the, the short answer is you're watching a stage play or you're watching something that's clearly written like a stage play. At least that was my take on it. It's like there's three or four environments. It's just three people in the whole thing or basically um yeah on the topic of how did movies get made and why did movies get made i i kind of keep asking myself this question and i i know that that this is one that means a lot to you and i'm like oh this is this is bananas it's elaine may saying i'm gonna make a john cassavetes movie but i'm gonna not do it from the point of view of the toxic dude i'm gonna do it from a different point of view and show these toxic dudes from my point of view mm-hmm. is what it kind of seemed like to me. It's John Cassavetes and Peter Falk yelling at each other. Um, 
and they're old, um, old friends. That's what I love about it. Also a friendship movie. Yeah, they're best friends from back in the day, and they Horrible. are not having a good time. Yeah, they, yeah, they're having a very hard time together. And the friendship is finally... Is te it's testing the limits of their friendship. Whatever that's what I read on Facebook Messenger. Jake has Jake. Jake and Hillary gifted me the Criterion Blu-ray of Mikey and Nikki uh, before did. I left. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. but I'm sure you had influence. But uh, um, regardless, amazing gifts. Hillary. Hillary's come through with lots of banger gifts for me. Um, a lot of me. One time she gave me a Mick um, Foley like uh, <laughs> mankind like Christmas book. It was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> But oh, uh, that's amazing. That's thing. Yeah. But I, I've been meaning to watch it forever. It's on the shelf, so it's, you've got me. Peaked. It's another one that's not the easiest watch. There, are like, there are scenes in it where it's like, "Oh my god, this is rough." Like some it's things really work hard. A uh, lot does not work. A, a lot I wish had gone through another I, draft. I also have this great book that was written by this guy who did the publicity for the film mm -hmm. and he kind of died before he could finish the book, but he did the publicity for Mikey and Nikki and cotton club and a couple other movies at that time. And he had this manuscript and it was bought for me. So because it had these backstage stories of Mikey and Nikki and Elaine may was, is not of her. She's kind of out there. You know what I mean? Like she's, I, there was, there's this one anecdote where he talks about like, um, she sat there for like 15 minutes rearranging donuts in a diner yeah. scene. Yeah, no one I was, was going to see the damn donuts. Like it's not in the shot. And yeah. She just sat there rearranging them. And There's a bit of trivia on IMDb saying that she would just let the camera run for hours and hours, even though none of the actors were there and a grip w had it and was like cut. And she's just reamed him out and was like, do not yell cut. That's my thing to yell and he's like she, but the actors are not here they're not in the building at all and she's like but they might come back that's too much for me i don't, I don't like that well she's in she was putting up with new hollywood and yeah, she sure, had been with sure. mike nichols mike the nichols. entire time and she's like the most brilliant writer um and this was her chance to to make like to do the whole thing and i think she was saying more with it but through the experience than just with the end result. But I haven't seen it in a really long time. I literally haven't seen it since before I shot Clean Sheet. So I wonder what my Worth a rewatch. Yeah. Is that also the one we're get obsessed little... with this week, Jake? It's a good movie. You will. You will it's, get obsessed with it's it. It's very flawed for several reasons. But uh, in addition to that, there's a lot of production hell things about that movie oh. that it just it wasn't released until two years after it was supposed to be. Oh, uh, there were issues about the final cut and what that was supposed to look like. So yeah, it got made, but, but at what cost? Uh, well, it's, I think it's a gem. I think it's an absolute gem. So uh, with that in mind, what you've been watching, Jake, I watched Barb and star go to Vista Del Mar twice. And I, I don't I know was, that. I highly suggest everybody go. It's a 99 cent it. rental on Apple TV. I saw today. Just do oh. it. I was, I had, it came out, valentine's day it's yeah. Kristen wig and annie mumolo is that her name who co-wrote bridesmaids oh great. and um they play two middle-aged women from nebraska that go down to florida and it's like um it's that it's that billy madison hot rod like ah uh, it's mm -hmm. it's not it's a cartoon it's not living in this reality but it's everything i just really 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 wanted to watch i had been waiting for the price to go down and then 
Prime Day came, and I was like, I'm buying it. I'm buying Barbon Star. And I'm oh, did you buy it physically? No, not the DVD. I have it on Prime, but it is. Oh, I was gonna I, say, I'm so proud of you. I <laughs> know. Uh, I've been buying other things on DVD. Sorry, I just bought La La Land on DVD. I know. I know. Three <laughs> well, and a half a, bucks. That's I know. a choice. Oh, here we a go. Great not, not a great choice. Not the time. Choice. We're not starting this conversation at two hours and ten minutes in. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but yeah, I highly suggest yeah, we we watch it or uh, everyone watch it because I haven't seen a movie that's been that's been quotable for a long time, and I've been quoting it all day, and it cracks that's me good. up. So I highly, uh, Kristen Wiig is a is a joy and an American treasure. So I think. Um, if you get a chance to watch it, go for it because it's harmless. She it's is great, man. Like, I mean, she can do literally anything. And it's again, it's nice to see that kind of a movie, like that hot roddy kind of a movie, but from like just not from like a dick joke point of view. You mm -hmm. know, like those movies tend to get told from, you know, just a over dick and joke over again point of view. And it's like this is stuff that made them laugh, and it's just as funny, and it's a different kinds of humor. And uh, what's his face? Jamie Dornan is in it as uh, mm -hmm. the male lead, and he he nails it. They do, they do right by him and he does right by them. And uh, yeah, it's Barb and star. I highly suggest it. Christian gray himself. Yeah, Way Christian to go. Well, doing it, <laughs> making it happen. Um, thank you guys so, so much for being on the show. Uh, oh, yeah. This has been an epic conversation and so, so much fun. And honestly, I could keep going for an hour, but I think it is time to say good night. Um, Thank you so, so much, everybody. Uh, Bad Movie Brunch. Where can we watch it? On Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's all of them. And yeah. where fine <laughs> podcasts are found. And yeah. uh, you guys are all working on your secret, very top secret, wonderful projects. But you guys will come back and tell us when you can talk about them, mm -hmm. I hope, uh, someday. And um, uh, the yeah. The Mountains of Predatory. <laughs> The first I've heard of it, uh, the mountains of Protochore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you everyone for sticking with us. Uh, this has been a lot, a lot of fun. And we will be back next week with uh, my buddy, Matt Gossin, who is an actor. He was in Scrapers. He's also a writer for Talking Tom and Friends and um, Clash of Clans and some other cool. independent um, uh cartoonery animated <laughs> animated stuff and he's written let, let me say i, I actually draw like the cartoonery <laughs> i love being your guest but i actually love uh even more being on the other side of this wall like every i like this is my appointment tv i legit like watching the show so i'm Thank excited you, for that. i appreciate you it's always nice having uh our regulars on uh chatting with us so thank you yeah. luke it's always nice to have you there and i uh and all of you thank you guys so so much for being here i'm gonna wrap it up before I start stumbling more and maybe even crying. I don't know. Um, yeah. I love you guys. Tears <laughs> of joy. I, uh, this yeah. has been very emotional for me. Uh, I am Tinker Taylor Soldier Spot. <laughs> Lucas Guy Tinker. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. And uh, Jack, what a wonderful show. I will see you next week. Appreciate you, sir. And uh, we will see you guys all in the future. <laughs>